What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Live from WIP Studios in Huntington Beach, California, this is What's Your Position? On today's show, we have our friend Kent on. You'll, you'll have bad times, but it'll always wake you up to good stuff you weren't paying attention to. And now, your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans, to another episode of What's Your Position? Today, I'm going to talk about mental health, specifically men's mental health, actually. I, I really find this topic uh, to be extremely important. Um, I feel like in a society that is dominated by um, equality and, uh, and, you know, making sure that everyone has equal access to um, health care, that we really need to focus on the places that we're lacking. And as much as we are a cisgendered male heteronormative society, sometimes those cisgendered male heterosexual human beings fall through cracks. And it is extremely heartbreaking to see an entire group of people, whether they are people of color, whether they are uh, men or women, whether they are in the LGBT community or not, I hate seeing anybody fall through cracks. And I wanted to highlight mental health in a way that is very inclusive of men specifically. So we brought Robert's very good friend Kent onto the episode today. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm so happy that you're here. Robert told me about you like three, four months ago. And he's like, my friend Kent really wants to come on your podcast. And I was like, are you sure? Like, has he listened to it? Are you, are oh, you yeah, sure no. he wants to come on the podcast? He's like, no, he really does. He wants to talk about NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental... Wait, what? Illness. Illness, thank you. I was going to say health. And I was like, that's a different website. Um, and he wants to talk about mental health. And you know what? Mental health is part of sexuality. We talk about it all the time. Hey, Ashley, what's your position on mental health? Uh, mental health is one of the utmost important pieces of your overall well-being. Um, it, it controls uh, mental health and physical health are intrinsically linked, right? So your physical health will determine your mental health and your mental health will determine your physical health. And there are so many studies out there um, that discuss you know, what can happen to you if you let your mental health go by the wayside as far as stress and cortisol levels and heart attacks and blood pressure, substance abuse, suicide, depression, your mental health regulates so many different parts of your body, your endocrine system, your immune system. Uh, and when you are not mentally um, capable of getting out of bed and going to the gym or getting out of bed and cooking something other than a fucking burrito, although burritos are delicious. Oh, so I don't really want to knock burritos, taquitos too. I'm, or taquitos. I don't want to knock either, but you could also throw a salad in there Pizza every once bagels. in a while. Dude, we didn't even chicken uh, nuggets. Um, top ramen. Tots. I like, I like stuff mostly in the oven. Rocky Mountain oysters. Not a, not not technically a fan of of Rocky Mountain oysters. Fan of Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Fan of of not not a fan of oysters though. Have you actually had a real oyster? Yeah. That's yeah, not what she's talking. I know he's talking about bull testicles. Okay. Yeah. Fully aware. Yeah. And for fully the, aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the non-office fans. Too. You can eat it. Too. You can eat them. They are a delicacy. They are a fucking delicacy. Dwight Schrute yeah. loves them. He yeah. would. But have you had a real oyster? Where yeah. you like put the lemon in the vinegar and yeah, shoot yeah. it and it tastes like a fucking loogie. Yeah. Hard pass. Okay, so I've tried it. New I've tried oysters probably once a year 
for the past eight years, not once a year, but like every eight years for the past like 20 years. Like I try things. So it's like a tradition. <laughs> sort of, sort of. I don't want to miss out on something that I think I don't like mm. if my tastes have changed, right? Because I used to hate mushrooms <laughs> as a kid. And I think all kids. I still do. Uh, have you had one recently? I actually had one today at Banihana's. Okay. So all go right. fuck yourself. All right, fine, fine. I didn't but like it. I loved mushrooms all <laughs> of a sudden, either. like 15 years ago. And had I not done that research, <laughs> I would have been missing out on mushrooms for the last 15 years. So. I try sushi every few years to see if it changes. I try oysters and clams and mussels every few years to see if it changes. So maybe on the next episode you're on it, we'll have clams. some. <laughs> right. Brazy. I like chicken breasts. Does that count? No. <laughs> Hold the... <laughs> Just chicken fingers. Hold the chicken. Hold the chicken. It's about their office uh, God She doesn't watch it. the office. I don't. So if this is going to be an episode where I'm left in the dark, I'm leaving. Well, maybe you should just watch this. So you're not I on the dark anymore. Tried. You work um, in an office. This, this show care. should make sense to you it's awkward uh there's a couple yes there's a, <laughs> yes yes that's the point there's a couple of phrases right, that i You're tried right. so sorry. to Damn. come up with uh to sort of like give the audience member a sense of what i'm talking about i know that it's like in some circles right now very taboo and very politically incorrect to be on the side of white cisgendered heterosexual men. <laughs> it's like we're having a hard time right now. No, you're not. You're having the best time you've ever had. Like you will never have a bad time. But there are a lot of things about being a male, not necessarily white, not necessarily cisgendered and not necessarily heterosexual, but being a man in general, there are a lot of things wrong with that. There are a lot of gender stereotypes. There are a lot of gender norms. There are a lot of expectations that we place on men in general that I find fucking bullshit. So I wanted to give you a couple of quotes that I sort of like... I actually typed in like mean things we say to men and I got bullshit results. So I just came up with some on my own. So for the listener, I want you to get in this headspace. Have you ever heard this said to a man before, a boy, a child, a, a, anyone who identifies as male? Or have you ever said this? Man up. Boys don't cry. Real men don't show emotions. Men are so aggressive. Men must be the provider for their family. Well, you can be a police officer, you can be a firefighter, you can be the president, you can be a cowboy, and you can be an astronaut. But you cannot be a stay-at-home parent, you cannot be a nurse, you cannot be a school teacher, you cannot be a secretary or administrative assistant without ridicule or shame. Right? I would say I've heard maybe two or three out of those. I don't know what you can. Well, yeah, be like a the man, man. The man up. Man, man up. up. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good one. I think that should stay. I think there's nothing wrong with that one. It's, what does it mean? It's just, you know, you fall and you scrape your knee. Hey, just it, it's gonna, not going to hurt. It's not going to kill you. Why do you have to, and, but why do you have to put a gender on it? Why can't you just say, hey, buck up or hey, harden up or hey, rub well, some dirt in it? Like, well, why does it have why, to be about man why up? Well, why can't men have that? Have that? Why do they need that? But why can't we have it? You can have it, but it's extremely toxic. Because it's, it's like saying you can't be in pain. Man up. You fell. Don't cry. I, I think it's just because you don't have experience. I mean, at least for me, from that phrase is like coming playing baseball, you know, getting hurt, getting, you know, getting hit when you're up to bat. 
It, yeah, it, it, I mean, not necessarily like man up, but like in that f- that phrasing of like, hey, just rub some dirt on it. Like, not- but that's what I'm saying. The phrasing and the verbiage is what needs to be changed. Eh, I'm not. I'm okay with that one. I'm not. Can't. Yeah, I mean, get some. Yeah, well, dude, woman up doesn't sound as get some, happy. <laughs> get some goddamn balls. All right. Yeah. Right. What's wrong with that? Throw one? some balls because well, well, balls are way more sensitive than ovaries. Do so you like that phrasing better than? I hate up? it. I didn't write that one down, but because I, I didn't think about it, grow some balls. I think that's fucking stupid. Like that basically means that you. Well, the only way that you're going to be brave is if you are capable of growing testicles, and then also if you aren't brave, it means you haven't grown testicles. If you are a man, so if you're a guy who isn't brave, and someone says grow some balls, they're either a calling you a woman, or b saying that you're not man enough to own testicles and you're a scaredy cat. It's bullshit. I think this is coming from very, like almost military. Yeah. Um, because for majority of mankind, the, the military of any aspect has always been man or major, mostly majority. Now in a few years, women have now, but that's where that phrasing comes from. But if you actually think, it's funny that you say that though, grow some balls. If you think about it, ovaries are actually way tougher than nuts. Like if no one can kick me in the ovaries, but I can kick you in the balls and and it's not going to feel good. Right. So if you really want to tell someone, if you really want to tell someone to harden up, you should tell them to grow some ovaries because those don't hurt. Like those, those go through some rough, but growing balls, what does that mean? You get kicked and then it hurts and then you're supposed to grow up, man up. You kick the balls, don't cry. I, I think it's yeah, you have a vagina like you're not doing enough, you have a vagina, so grow become a man. Right. Which is horrible. Well, if you're again in the army aspect and you need every soldier to be almost like a robot and you have one of these robots <laughs> being feminine, sorry, and not acting like the majority, yeah, you're gonna get called out. We need our we're gonna call you out for not doing your job or you're gone. So what so ends what up is happening it? is that when we instill these beliefs in boys, little boys, young men and grown men, they actually end up becoming mentally incapable of expressing their emotions and they I disagree with that. Yeah, well science does I was t- I was told that and I <laughs> I, I took it as you're an, you're I, one person. I have statistics for you okay. that'll show that it's it's actually detrimental. But I think 99% of everyone that gets into the NFL would agree with me too that the, the to get to a certain level of excellence and you're not doing that and I don't know. I, I'm sorry I disagree with you. Okay. And I, I I don't want to disagree with science. Sorry. Well, you can't. I mean, you can, but you but you'd be wrong. <laughs> Science is Speaking science. Of, this is very office, very awkward. Are you okay over there? <laughs> you good? Any, any comments on that? Does the other dude on me? A dude in the in the room? Look at him. He doesn't know who. To, he doesn't know what to do. No, He's like I'm, a deer. I'm just uh, a deer in headlights. No, I'm just enjoying dead air. <laughs> you're just doing it on purpose yeah uh, the, white, the white noise of the fan love the, the white noise of the Sorry, fan in the, the background it's real fucking hot and it's probably gonna get hotter we need to get an air conditioner in this room um as far as nami is concerned before i break down nami can can you tell us a little bit about nami and what yeah. your role is and yeah. how you got into like helping nami yeah um so i what is it see. first of all NAMI, that stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, and I'm in the work with the Orange County chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the largest grassroots, national grassroots um, 
nonprofit for mental health in the country. It was founded in Madison, Wisconsin, by the way, um, by two women who had sons that were schizophrenic. And they said that they were just fucking sick of being blamed for their kids' mental illnesses. And they had a lot of difficulties with services, a lot of issues um, that they couldn't talk to anybody about. And they held their first meeting in 1979. Sounds like they manned up and just did it themselves. Yeah. It actually just sounds like they were humans and had empathy. Uh, Their headquarters. I don't give a shit. It's headquartered in Virginia. It has over a thousand state and local affiliates and is represented in all 50 states and Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico and is mainly funded through pharmaceutical company donations, which I thought was super random because I figured it was like all people who donated. But like marathon or right. the 5Ks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that it was like the devil, Jansen and Lundbeck. Like, yeah, I found that out later well because when i first started there i went on you know google and then they have reviews and stuff of the um, (laughs) of uh, nami yeah and you know people were one of the reviews was like oh this organization um is funded by big pharma and you know don't trust them and Mm. whatnot and you know i don't know what the deal with that was, um, you know, because people, um, especially for therapists and whatnot, yeah. when you see the reviews and their negative reviews, um, aren't they always? People are well, dumbasses. Like, yeah, no one think reviews about the clients nicely. And people that are put in these reviews. Well, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. If my son doesn't get cured yeah. of schizophrenia, Nami can go fuck itself, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, it's your fault that my son still has schizophrenia and right. you didn't help us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's uh, non-clinical. So right. all of our programs and uh, services are um, just peer either peer supported or uh from um uh family support family family support yeah um now when you say that like family support meaning like a mom can be like what a chapter leader and then so i i kind of i guess i kind of relate it to um Oh my God, it starts with an A. A Oh, I'm so close. Oh my word. I was thinking Mothers Against No, no, no. I was thinking of the LGBT one where families of people who are in the LGBT community come together. Starts with a P. P I don't even know what to Google. Um, (laughs) Oh, P flag. P flag. Oh, P flag. P flag is. What is that? I'm going to tell you right now. P flag is a. Uh, a division is uh, the largest organization uniting parents, families, and allies with people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, plus. Um, so basically, it's it's like if um, Nana and you and I wanted to go to P flag meetings and talk about what it's like to have a son or an uncle who identifies as homosexual and has HIV. It's, it's like, sort of a place it's like Al-Anon. Yes, it's like Al-Anon. Yes, so Nami is a place where like mothers and fathers can come and talk about their son or daughter's mental illness with other mothers and fathers or you is that right and yeah 
Um, it's not necessarily for the person with the mental it's like illness. It's more about parenthood. The- uh, well, it's both. It's Is both. it? Okay. Yeah, it's both. So um, we have there's two main pro- or two of our signature programs. Uh, one is called Peer to Peer, and that's a ten week class. Um, and it's I took it, um, and I. It's a it's amazing. There's nothing like it out there. Is it there. free? Yeah. Everything that um Nami offers is no cost. Where's so. the place where you can go and get the class though? Um in Orange so, County. Yeah. So right now almost everything is still on Zoom. Mm. Um mm. but if you go to the website namioc.org um you'll be able to find the different programs and uh, support groups. And Is there only one location or is there multiple in Orange County? Um, well, so... I mean, I know it's on Zoom, but like, can you go and get services in person anywhere? Yeah, well, um, you know, before all the this, you know... <laughs> the new normal? Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, Bullshit? It was, um, you know, we there would be different... Uh, we have relationships with hospitals and uh, other churches mm-hmm. and places, and then you would go to that location and you'd oh, have I the see. class. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, so like, they would offer up space yeah. and time yeah, and a, and a place where you, people could come and, and discuss what they needed to discuss free of charge. Right. Got it. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Kind of like an AA meeting. Exactly. So it seems like exactly. a very formative. Like, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, Except and these, the people who who lead these lectures, um, t- are they are themselves are they themselves? Do they them, do they have mental illness? Is, um, is it someone like like you can't go in and talk about bipolar disorder if you don't have bipolar disorder? Like because that would be sort of um, in a, like I wouldn't want to go and lecture right. a, a group of transgendered men. Right. Yeah. Being no. a cisgendered woman. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> All of the groups, um, people have lived experience. Mm-hmm. So either like I have, I live with bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, right now I currently talk with people once a week um, over the phone for up to an hour. And uh, I give, uh, you know, we just talk. Um, other people with bipolar or other people who any well, family has it's um it's individuals with mental illness uh-huh. and um family members that have uh, a loved one living with mental illness okay because a, you know a lot of people there's so many resources out there but it's um really hard to find um just to find the right stuff. Not only that, but it's very, 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 very fucking difficult for an individual who suffers from a mental illness like bipolar disorder, depression as well, but bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, um, those individuals have a difficult time coming to terms with the fact that that is in fact something that they are living with. Right. And they don't necessarily recognize the issue until a family member or a friend kind of says, you have got to do something about what's taking place in your daily life and how it's affecting other people. 
And a lot of times people with bipolar or people with schizophrenia don't necessarily have the um, capabilities or the patience or the drive or the motivation to go on 75 fucking websites and find a therapist who will take the insurance that they probably don't have, who have time to see them when everyone in their mother wants fucking therapy right now. And then if you start medication and you lose your therapist, then you lose your medication and you it's it's. I work in in clinical research and we work with bipolar and we work with schizophrenia and we work with depression and PTSD and anxiety. So I talk to individuals constantly about their outside care, their mental health outside of clinical research, which isn't fucking treatment whatsoever. It's here, take a placebo or take a drug and tell me what happens. Like, it's where I work, so I'm not going to fucking say don't do it, but also kind of bullshit like yeah. tax-free money guys i love it basically he does my studies all the time only for the ones that are they don't drug test on. <laughs> <laughs> i'll call him and be like i got a study doesn't matter if you I smoke did, doesn't matter I if you do a, yeah seasick one and i did a doing another seasick one by the way no i don't want to go on another boat okay <laughs> it was good money but never again oh you you went on a boat yeah they uh i don't and i don't remember if they gave me the real drug or the placebo i never really got sick but yeah it was like hundred and two hundred people on this like fishing boat and it was madness for three days. It was mad. Yeah, it was oh, eight wow. hours a day. Wow. But it was tax free like, money. It was and like twelve hundred dollars to go really out cool, on a boat. I did this really cool one. For, it was I think for schizophrenia patients, mo- mostly for people who for, like forget to take their pills. Mm-hmm. It's like a patch, and the pills that they take, take have a little like a like sensor a sensor, in, huh. and then it's hooked up to your phone, and so once it goes to the and the patch recognizes it it t- sends a signal to the doctor to let them know hey your patient took their pill or like hey four o'clock running around and bob jones didn't take his uh, mm-hmm. pill i'm yeah. gonna text him right now hey did you take a pill today like mm-hmm. sing it right now huh. Pretty yeah. cool. It was pretty. Yeah. I did a few of those because it it and for sure like there are things like that where I sit back and I go that's fucking brilliant because if you think about having a mental illness the things you have to remember and like. Also, the idea that by taking a pill, you're going to change who you are. And some people don't want to change who they are, even if that means that they're causing chaos. And so talking to other people can sometimes be one of the best ways for individuals with mental health conditions to sort of work through their frustrations or just kind of like I'm having a manic episode and I'm, I'm talking a mile a minute and I'm not making sense. And I'm, and you know, it's, it's like a, I always, when someone asks me to describe bi- bipolar disorder, it's difficult because I don't, I don't have it, but I can from experience with other people who do when you're in a manic episode, it's almost like one of those stock tickers and you've got all of these stocks just flying by and it's almost like taking one or two pieces of information every second. So you might be talking about, Oh, and then I thought about this lamp. Also there's a dog and that I saw the wrapping paper is really interesting. There's a show by the, I'm going to go talk to my boss about the inconsistencies within the government and there's purple shoes. I ordered those like a year ago and I still haven't seen them and my credit card bill was due a week ago hey saran wrap is great when you want to microwave something like racing thoughts that make no sense and are not tangential in any fucking way and you have to as the person without bipolar disorder sit there and go was any did what part of that do you need assistance with like am I am I saying it in a way that makes sense yeah yeah it makes sense um I could tell you about my manic episode. I'm going to ask you about your manic episodes. But first, I have a tip of the day. 
Tip of the day. Just the tip. It's <laughs> exactly what it's from. Listen, Ken, I don't okay. know if you know this, but you're on a sex podcast. So everything we do here has some sort of sexual connotation attached to it. And What's yes, sex? What is sex? I've, what is I've, sex? I've never had what it is, before. Nobody's ever asked me that. What is sex? What is it? Producer? <laughs> do you want to look it up? You want to look it up for me? The definition? I'm trying to, I have a joke, but I'm trying to make it. Uh, what is? There's a girl. Sex? We could talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, Tip of the day. My Eskimo brother. It, yes. <laughs> yes, he is. For those of you who don't know what an Eskimo brother is, it's someone who has had sex with the same person that what? you have. No, That's we went exactly, to North Pole together. You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I was a polar bear. Yeah. Fantastically wrong. Uh, you had sex with a polar bear. It was rough. It was, I, the, yeah, God, it, it was the same one. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that'd be really cold. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was the yeah, shrink bottom. Is Were you the top. top or the bottom for the polar bear experience? I always forget. Who who receives? I like the ki- pitcher-catcher analogy better. Was the polar bear the pitcher? I feel like that would have been rough. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Tip of the day, don't fuck polar yeah, bears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Their tip of the day is how to recognize a trigger... And begin dissolving it. So a lot of individuals with mental health conditions ranging from social anxiety, insomnia, ADHD, depression, all the way up to schizoaffective disorder, which means you have both schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder. These things are fucking rough. They get triggered by things. There are things in your daily life that can cause a physical reaction in your body, somatic reactions, heart racing, um, dizziness, uh, sweaty palms, shakiness, diarrhea, nausea, these physical reactions that you need to recognize that are being triggered by an exterior force and how to deal with those mentally. So here's my tip for you. If you are feeling resentment, you may be uh, experiencing uh, an issue where your boundaries have been crossed or you have abandoned your true self. So if you're feeling resentment towards a person, you're mad at them, you're angry at them, you're holding a grudge, maybe a boundary was crossed. Maybe you need to identify the boundary and discuss that with them. Or maybe you abandoned your sense of self and you're, ash- you're ashamed that you, you know, did something that normally you wouldn't do. If you raise your voice or speak over somebody, That could be a sign that you are feeling unheard, but you want to make sure that in that moment, if you're being unheard, you pause and you breathe and you let the other person speak. And when they're done, then you can have your moment to speak because if both of you are yelling at each other and both of you are screaming at each other, no one's going to get heard whatsoever. And then you're going to develop resentment. If you're feeling bitter, that shows that you may be holding on to deep, unresolved resentments. See number one, your boundaries were, qua- were crossed. If you're experiencing guilt or shame, this is expressing that you might be living with another person's expectations of you or that you have failed expectations you had of yourself and you may need to actually forgive yourself. Guilt is also something um, that comes in where if you feel like you have let someone down, um, you might need to re-examine the expectations that that person has of you or go to them and ask them, did you have this expectation? Did I let you down? Cause I'm feeling guilt. If you're being judgmental, 
Uh, it might be that you are actually projecting judgments about yourself onto other individuals. If you're feeling any sort of emotional discomfort, that means something is not aligning with your true self. You might need to take a step back, examine the emotions that you're feeling, whether it's anxiety or anger or fear or frustration. Connect with that emotion. Give that emotion a name. And try to figure out the best way to navigate that situation, whether it be excusing yourself entirely, taking a moment to walk and breathe, or redirecting your mental health and your mental status and telling that person, we need to change the subject, or I need to talk about something different, or I need a hug. Avoidance, if you're avoiding a topic or avoiding talking about something, it shows that there is unresolved trauma that is calling to be seen and calling to be tended to. That's my tip of the day. Lots of tips. Lots of tips. It's a big some, one. Some good tips. Big tip. Um, can't, Great tips. Can't, can't give tip. me a tip. <laughs> Here's a tip. His tip. Don't bring a bag of Lucille's <laughs> barbecue and not have Lucille's barbecue inside of it. And I should have known because as soon as you handed him the bag and I didn't smell barbecue, I should have been immediately upset. Kent walks in here and says, there's a goodie bag. And he hands Robert this perfectly folded with a fucking receipt on the side. Lucille's oh, no. barbecue. Yeah, what did he get? Smokehouse. Don't tell me what he got because then I'm going to want it. If there was uh, mac and cheese pork, involved, I'm going to be pissed. Pork dinner, number 10, with uh, garlic mashed potatoes, a biscuit, and mac and cheese. Yeah. Get out. I, I, I'm sorry. I I'm was, feeling resentment. I was really... I'm also feeling... It's more on us. Yo, as a podcast, we, we should provide barbecue for yeah. guests. No, I want barbecue for me. Bring, hey, Lucille's. Bring me barbecue. Also, unofficial sponsor, Lucille's. What did he bring us? I think it's me, but... What did he bring us? Right, the first thing, it looks like a flag or something. Oh my God, can we hang this, it up in here? sticker. Oh my god! I don't know if you want to. Probably not. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my word! Oh my word! What is it? It's huge. Santa is dead. That's what she said. Santa is dead. Assholes live forever. Love it. Is it supposed to say Satan? Or no, just... Santa. Okay. Okay. That's phenomenal. Can you tell me what it's from, Kent? Please. Uh, is it from the office? No. No, it's my friend gave it to me. Shut up. That's just random. This is like a thing. Yeah, I don't that's know. hilarious. Yeah. I love it. It's a big red well, flag. It looks like an ugly sweater. It's got like the cross stitching uh, look to it, and it, it's got snowflakes on it. But it just says Santa is dead. <laughs> Amen. And then, um, this is a little spoiler. I don't think it's supposed to come out, but within the flag was a. I'm guessing a sticker. Yeah, it's a sticker. And it's a beautiful sticker of our. Mutual friend, how I know Ken, our good friend Josh Munson. Oh my God! I'm guessing extremely. It looks like he's taking a poop. He's on something, and I remember that shirt. <laughs> the toilet. Alcohol. I remember that shirt too. Wow! You gonna put it on your box? I'll put it on. I'll put it on <laughs> you you have a box now. We'll do the stickers. Right. Look at all the stickers. Yeah, stickers. I love this. At oh least God. I didn't raise a school shooter. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. That's good. That's Ooh, phenomenal. Like... Are you going to put that on your car? I'm so gay, I can't even drive straight. <laughs> it's in like rainbow It's font. in rainbow colors. Oh, God. <laughs> Helen Keller taught me how to drive. <laughs> wow. Are you going to put or, any of these on your that's car? That's not on your car. No, um, I drive like a fucking... Oh, my God. I'm a way better uh, driver than you. A happy 420 hash bullet. What's this one? Is this a company or something? Um, I like it. Yeah, it, I, I got that. 420. 
from a uh, a sale. <laughs> from Billy? a sale. This is Billy, right? Oh, yeah, that's Billy. Other humans Another that you fr- know? Yes. Yeah. Mid puke. Yeah. Two Ew, stickers. Ew, gross. He's really vomiting on the sticker. There's more. There's more. Ew. There's more is there mac and cheese? Oh, man. I'm upset. Um, I don't know if... Uh, a business card for seedsherenow.com, unofficial sponsor. There you what? go. What kind of seeds? Wildflowers? I think it's... Uh, no, cannabis. Oh. Cannabis. Use code uh, card 10 at checkout for 10% off your first order. Hey, hey anybody want weed seeds? Um, and then so again, some brochures from them. Are they friends of yours? Why is this in here? Um, I... He was cleaning his house and didn't want to, had to get it off of his dresser and was yeah. like, I'll just give it to Robert. Yeah. Unofficial sponsor. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> multiple stickers of Elon, Elon Musk <gasps> that just says, fuck your nation. Fuck, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck ya nation. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm more like, fuck ya nation. Oh, wait, can I have one of those? Yeah, there's five of them. Oh my God, that's exciting. Them. I'm going to put that on my fucking... No uh, more, guys. I'm going to put that on my, I have a, a teacher box that I bring to class with me yeah. and I cover it in stickers mm-hmm. and just because like, why the yeah. fuck not? It's yeah. just a big black box. Like I don't want to fucking, it's boring. So well, yeah, put the school shooter one on. I might. Bitch, I might. So, so I got about uh, 20 more Josh Munchen stinker, oh, uh, stickers. Oh no. Do I a whole need? royal flush of them. That's amazing. No, that's a more than one. I was hoping flush. it was more than one. Yeah. That's uh, like you picked up the trash pile in Old Maine. Another seedsherenow.com <laughs> sticker and a friends don't let friends bring home clones. No clone zone. Seedsherenow.com. No clone zone. Oh, smart. Oh my God, I want that one. That's all you. And then a, uh, uh, what do they call these? A lanyard. Man, Is man, that a Nami lanyard? No. Oh. I have a Nami lanyard. Budman.oc. I used to get delivery from him. Yeah, unofficial sponsor. Did you go to like a, OC. a convention or something? This was all from a. Uh, um, I think there's a, a hat in there too yeah, for you. There's a hat. Oh, okay, Budman hat. <gasps> oh, I got my headphones on. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh oh, he's taking the headphones off. That's too big. I have a big fat head. He well. Yeah, me too. But it's a nice hat. I'm gonna get. It's this, adjustable though. I might give this to my stepdad, John. <laughs> oh my god he would rock the would fuck out of that this. it's a good color it's like a green well kent thank you that's amazing we've never had a guest bring no so no one's guests. ever bring us shit bring bring us no one's ever brought us shit before um well that's because you haven't had shit on the podcast <laughs> fact, oh, fact, burn fact. On both of us. also next time bring barbecue fair point no no <laughs> <laughs> He said no. I love your boundaries, but also now I'm resentful. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> We're going to take a very quick break after our uh, intense opening with our tip and our discussion of Nami and all the stickers, because now I'm going to go downstairs and put like three of those stickers on things. I'm debating between the I'm so gay I can't even drive straight and the Helen Keller taught me how to drive, but I'm definitely taking a Fuck Yeah Nation sticker for sure. It's Elon Musk smoking weed on the Joe Rogan show. It's a great fucking, it's a great still. It's a classic, classic still. Uh, When we come back, we are going to talk to Kent about his uh, experience with bipolar disorder. I am also going to talk to you about uh, gender norms, stereotypes, and the uh, mental health of men in this country. Um, a lot of other things. Hopefully, Kent has more jokes. Do you got a stat of the day? I do have a stat Ooh, of the day. I do. Stay tuned. I do have a stat of the day, everybody. Prepare yourselves. Kent? 
I am prepared. Are you? Yep. All right. Well, yeah. Well, as sure. much as you can be. Yeah. We'll be right back. Want to get something off your chest? Have a burning sex question? Call now for a chance to be live on air with What's Your Position? 513-69-69-SEX. That's 513-69-69-739. We will answer your questions, hear your comments, and play you live on air. Call us soon. Welcome back, fellow humans. We are having an amazing conversation with Kent about mental health and NAMI and uh, societal expectations of men in general and their mental health. Um, I wanted to touch base about how uh, mental health and physical health are so uh, intrinsically linked. I, I mentioned it earlier, but ever like, have you ever thought about how much tension you hold in your neck? And like your back, and like how mu- how many people get like migraines? We're getting and- that neck thing right now. I know, right? Like if you get a migra- a tension headache or a migraine, um, and you look back at your day and you realize, well, yeah, it was a really fucking horrible day. No wonder I have tension in my neck. I'm holding my shoulders really tight. We express our mental health physically constantly throughout the day, um, and. My statistic of the day is about how much more likely we are to have suffered a mental health illness during the pandemic than prior. So I'm ready to give you my stat of the day. Uh, I'm not ready. I told Um, you it was fast. Kent, who is this playing right now? Oh, this is um, International Superheroes of Hardcore, a.k.a. Newfound Glory. It's all it's all international superheroes of hardcore. Yeah, but you got a like seatbelt song or uh, well, I like the, eBay I like, eBay revenge. I like this one because he's like I the guy does sex for him and the girl. He talked about sex. The oh guy. yeah, that's yeah. why she would like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like Newfound Glory does yeah. these fun offshoot albums because they can because they're Newfound Glory where yeah. they do like cover albums and yeah. Christmas albums and they did an album where they play superheroes and the whole album is yeah. about them being superheroes. And yeah, and they, they toured <laughs> uh, as right? That, yeah. It was uh, like one tour. It was only like I one, think right? so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they toured as the superheroes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's they come out cool. with yeah. capes and like shit. Like Aquabats? Yeah. yeah, kind of yeah. In the vein, kind, yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. No, that's, that's coming up next. Yeah. Sorry. Right. A little teaser. Yeah. Well, get out, get out the oh, song sorry. that we're supposed but, uh, to be getting. Kent, also, while I get that up, Kent, you were showing off your, your your hot, sexy legs. Yeah. What do you got underneath there? I got um, 
So Jordan from Newfound Glory, I saw him on the So So Scrutiny podcast. Oh, Ooh, a little shout out. I, I, heard, I heard they rival Rogan sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little under. Yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's big. Yeah. 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 But, but he, they're, they're coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard good things. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Kurt, yeah. put, pull aside. Anyway. My, that's my podcast. Ken, <laughs> Ken has been on. He, that's a great episode. If you want to listen back to this. Oh, Ken's been on? He was on. Yeah. Really? Was, uh, Star and, uh, Wars one. Is that what we talked about? Yeah, I couldn't Star remember. Yeah. Um, and then, and then also too, like I want to plug my own podcast. We had Jordan from Newfound Glory on the podcast. It was via Zoom, and we talked about tattooing, and that's what right. he does that, right? You got a tattoo from him? Yeah, yeah. Which one was it? Was it the clover? Both. Oh, you got them both the same yeah. day? No. Oh, so oh. Uh, oh, you got only one. Oh, no, okay. Like this one on my right. On my I'll, right. I'll look when we take a break. Yeah, yeah, I can't really see you right now. Okay. But yeah. He does like a cool, fine, tiny like. Uh, tra- he's got his own style. I don't, yeah, it's very. Yeah, it's like a. Most scratch. of them do. I mean, like I love. Yeah. Ta- I mean, we could literally talk about tattoo artists all fucking day long. Like I have. But it's like no, no, res- no disrespect to Heck, our our good friend from the podcast, but he he deals in traditional a lot of. Very much so. Jordan's kind of taken his own. Yeah. A lot. I'm sure a lot of artists do it, but yeah. he has not. I don't know. It's hard to explain. My but. friend Mitch up in Seattle, who I went to junior high and high school with, he did my Yosemite tattoo in the middle of my back. And right. he is a very like he's a realist and everything he does is scary real. Like you look like he'll sometimes do a video where he'll zoom in on something and then pull back out. And you're like, that's a fucking tattoo. Like that looks like a photograph. Yeah. Like he's so so good he's so artistic and no offense to jordan from newfound glory he doesn't do that yeah <laughs> no yeah, yeah. but that's why you don't go to the same tattoo yeah. artist if right. that's what you want right if yeah. you want i want wildflowers and and peonies and i want it to look traditional so yeah. i'm gonna go to a traditional artist you go to jordan from newfound glory a probably because it's jordan from fucking newfound that's glory. my second question yeah, did you want a tattoo or did you want a tattoo from new from jordan from newfound glory yeah I, well i just wanted to go hang out for an hour that's and, right. Uh, I I, I want to get a tattoo. I yeah. haven't got tattooed in a long time, but yeah, uh, I like I just want to go. How much? Okay, well, let's, let's behind the curtain of him. How much does those things cost? Um, that tattoo is like the size of a coaster, by the way. Yeah, it's a good yeah. for the for the size. audience. So yeah. yeah, but how much? How much? How much taga? So well, it's uh, uh, the first one uh, three fifty, but okay, um, and then the second one was three seventy five, but that was because he was. Um, he gets really busy because a lot of people want to get tattoos from him too. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and um, but that's just a flat. It's hmm. you know so yeah. both of them. All right. I think it's it seems a little pricey, but little yeah. it's also the thing. If I know that's I, as a fan, I'm okay fact. with that. No I fact might, yeah, for I sure. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. But I, I that's a lot. That's it's okay. A lot. Um, if you want to listen to more about pop punk talk, go listen to the Social Scrutiny podcast. I mean, I like. I mean, no, I don't. Uh, you don't like you. I'm not. Really, I'm not really a fan. No, I'm not. Uh, we have a stat of the day. It's the stat of the day. Ooh. It's the stat of the day. Uh. Uh. Right? Get in. Get it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could just add that over the top layer of the song, and we could just be Kent. Could be like the high note for for the Falsetto. rest of the time. Yeah. Kent is, Kent Talk is to Nathaniel. Talk to Nathaniel. See what he thinks about Mr. it. Mr. Hornblow. Mr. Yes. Hornblow. A recent survey by The Conversation found that as a result of the pandemic, Americans are how many more times more likely to be suffering from serious mental illness 
compared to 2019. It's 69. <laughs> You're stealing his number. Think about it. Americans are how many more times more likely to suffer a serious mental health illness compared to 2019? Well, well, okay. Let me break this down. What's a serious mental illness? So it didn't say it in the uh, article that I read, but then I went and looked up serious clinical mental health conditions. And of course, the top, the like major top ones came in anxiety, PTSD, um, depression, bipolar disorder, and schizophrenia. Okay, so we're looking at at mental health conditions. We're not talking about personality disorders. That's a whole other fucking okay. ball of bullshit. No, I, I totally get everything you just said. Now, what are some examples of like non... What's the description they say? The Serious mental what's health. a non-serious mental health so disorder? So acute depression. Let's say your mom died because of COVID and you were sad, but you got over it and you no longer suffer from depression. You were only sad because your mom passed away. Rightfully okay. so. So just human emotion. Or you get up in front of people and you have a hard time speaking because you get anxiety. That's not a serious okay. mental health condition. Insomnia can be serious. Um, anxiety is like, Depends. Uh, it depends. It's very subjective. Okay. But no. if you have chronic, severe uh, depression or or just bipolar or schizophrenia, those are chronic illnesses that are going to adjust the way you live your life. Yeah, yeah. And but I'm. Do you sticking with your sixty? <laughs> you sticking with your sixty nine percent more likely? Is that your number? Yeah. No. Uh, well, I'm getting. It's definitely going to be COVID. a high number. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. Wow. Maybe not the way she looked at me now. Enough. I just don't. I just a hundred percent. Well, more the last likely? time we did the stat yeah, of the day, I'm gonna, I do throw like things 400%, out. Four hundred percent. You're right. I guess, I def- I guess sixty nine. You're, right, so. you're right. You're right. You always guess sixty nine. No. Well. All right. Then uh, it's lower than hundred. Wait. It's, Kent. Oh, it's under a hundred. Yeah. All right. I'll I'm give you that. It. It's under a hundred. All right. Not well. This. 4.20%. Okay. Oh, come on. So I'm going to win now. 4.20%. Are we doing prices right? Rules oh, closest so without going over. Yeah. I love that. Uh, audience, what do you think? How many people are, uh, or how much more likely? 0%. How, many, how much percentage or how much more likely are people to suffer from mental health distress uh, compared to just back in 2019? Yeah, I'm going to say 50. No, uh, 55. You're changing it again? Yeah. He's the guest. He's allowed to. It's okay. Oh, my God. And we'll find that answer later. Oh, my word. Uh, signs of mental health issues, according to the Mayo Clinic. If you have noticed any of these markers in yourself or in someone that you love, um, please maybe think about sitting down with them or sitting down with yourself and discussing how you can um, address these issues and maybe get to the to the root cause. So feeling sad or down uh, markedly. So not just like, oh, sad Monday, Monday suck. Or, oh, I fucking had a bad day yesterday, so today I just don't feel like myself. We're talking about long-term sadness, um, confused thinking, reduction in the ability to concentrate, excessive fears or worries or extreme feelings of guilt extreme mood changes so really 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 high really up um the world is your oyster uh you have all these goals that you want to do and then dramatic lows where you're worthless and you can't 
do anything right and you just want to sleep all day. Um, if you're withdrawing or isolating yourself from your friends or you are no longer finding joy in the activities that you used to do. If you find that you are significantly tired or have lower energies than normal, even if you are sleeping the same amount or more, or if you notice that you have difficulties or interrupted sleep. So you go to bed and it takes you a very long time to fall asleep because your mind is racing and then you sleep for 12 hours and you're getting up and you never really feel rested, but you feel like you're always in bed or you feel like you're tossing and turning all night long. If you have early morning wakefulness that you don't want um, detachment from reality. So feeling like you have some sort of power, uh, some sort of like the ability to bring a song on the radio or or words on the television or about you. Sometimes uh, it feels like I'm living in the Truman Show. Right. Exactly. That scene where <clears throat> he's leaving his house and he's not supposed to and all the cars come out and block his car oh, for traffic. Yeah. 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 Every morning on the f- it's or every morning on the five. I'm not going to whisper it. It's every morning on the five. Oh God, that's how I feel. So yeah. I, yeah. No, it's fine. That's if you example. have any excessive paranoia, thinking that everyone's out to get you, thinking that everyone is talking about you, They're thinking not? that no, oh. uh, or hallucinations where you hear things or see things that aren't there, inability to cope with your daily life, Kent, you're your here, daily right? problems. You're not, you're, <laughs> Kent, you're here. Kent, are you here? I'm not getting a waveform. Kent, that's weird. We have a ghost. What the. Trouble understanding and relating to situations or people or having empathy for others. If you are excessively using drugs or alcohol to the point where it's conflicting with your daily life, if you have noticed major changes in your eating habits, uh, you are eating less than normal, you are eating more than normal, if you notice a fluctuation in your libido that is significant to you, if you notice excessive anger or violence or any suicidal thinking, these are all indications that you may have a serious and chronic mental health condition that needs attention. Kent... Can I ask you some questions about bipolar? Yeah, absolutely. Bipolar one or bipolar two? Bipolar number number one. Okay, so you're not someone who experiences the hypo. You're not constantly fluctuating. You basically uh, no. have thick, thick time periods of highs and lows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How um, old were you when you got the diagnosis of bipolar? Uh, twenty. So typically, just for the audience, bipolar will make itself sort of apparent in an individual between the ages of 15 and 24. But unfortunately, in men, a lot of times um, being over aggressive or being impulsive or experience or doing risky behaviors or um, being grandiose or egotistical, we tend to write those specific symptoms off as guys being guys like taking risks and having an ego and and being overly sexual and being overly impulsive we sort of just assign that to the male gender and so it does tend to get overlooked in males more so than females so we see a lot of females getting diagnosed at younger ages with bipolar and a lot of men getting diagnosed at older ages with bipolar because these behaviors are no longer just boys being boys but actually something is breaking and something is definitely wrong so what was life like for you undiagnosed with bipolar um well (laughs) It's uh, complicated. Did you have a, a diagnosis of ADHD? No. Never? Uh, no. Did you ever get a diagnosis of disorder? Uh, dis, what is the word? Dis, it's I, a dis, defiance disorder. No. no. Okay. So what happened was I... Can you hear me okay? okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I... 
Uh, I'll make this short. Uh, well, hold on, I, let's back a little bit. You're you're talking about Chicago. Yeah. 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 So let's gr- back up a little bit. So you grew up in Fountain Valley. No, I grew no. up in uh, Irvine. Okay, but close yeah. enough. And okay. You, you grew up with our friend Josh Munson. And, yeah. And yeah. what broke uh, my heart, sorry, is is you guys were like best of friends. Yeah. And you had to move at what time? Uh, going into junior year of high school. Oh, um, why? My dad got a job in Chicago. Ugh. And... Um, yeah. What a was, rough age. I, I, yeah. I want to bring. I, I've always thought about that, Josh. It, I mean, I, I met Josh right out of high school, and I, he became one of my best friends yeah. at that time. And I haven't talked to him. In a, I, I see him at the Nami walks. Right. That's probably yeah. our, our yearly thing, yeah. and he's doing great. But uh, and he's like the best dude. And he would always talk to my friend Kent. My friend Kent. My friend Kent. He's in this band. He's so funny. And like we would call. We would yeah a little yeah. here and there in the MySpace days and stuff, but. We kind of knew each other, but it wasn't until you came out here later. But right. you were out in Chicago, yeah, and doing the band thing and growing up, and so so, so yeah. I want to set up a little bit. There. Yeah, so um, I moved, and I, like I said, I grew up in Irvine, uh, which is a nice place to live. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's Fountain that's Valley. That's Fountain Valley. Oh shit, that's Fountain yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Irvine? It's Irvine. It's, it's a nice Irvine's. place for rich people to live. It's yeah. one giant circle. Uh, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, Stepford. no straight roads. Nope. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you yeah, grew up, you grew up with who? Your mom, and dad? Yeah, brother, sisters. Yeah, I have a brother, a younger brother, uh-huh. um, and so it was really what'd hard. Your, what'd your dad do? Um, he worked in the uh, food chain food r&d okay. type thing okay um so Did your mom like, work um yeah well no she was um well she did work she uh, raised like, us okay there you go yeah, yeah she did there you um, go that is a rough job. enough <laughs> My yeah. God. Official, official sponsor moms, moms. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. yeah well some moms <laughs> yeah that's okay moms can come in every form they don't have to necessarily push you out of their vagina yeah, to be your mom yeah so we're we, yeah so you moved it in junior year yeah Chicago. Um, yeah. How was that though? Going from like uh, where you lived your whole life and all your friends, and you're 16 years old, and that's like a really hard time as it is as a person yeah. in general. Yeah. Finding, but to go to Chicago, and... which is like a really rough place to go, and um, where where in Chicago? Yeah. So I should uh, delineate. I didn't move to the city. I moved to a suburb outside of Chicago. Okay. Um, which is Wait, it's essentially the Irvine of Chicago. It was <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It is. So you moved from warm Irvine to cold Irvine. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. And great. Um, you know, my I know my parents were. It was so hard on them just to have to take us away, and um, I know it was it was really hard on them having to take us there, uh, and um. How'd you do in school once you got there? Um, I did fine. I kept doing okay. I just wanted, I didn't want to be there though. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just had suicidal ideation. Just depression, right? Just overwhelming depression. Yeah. Yeah. And my parents were like, hey, we really think you should go see somebody. I was like, what? No, I'm not crazy. How did they know that you were having these thoughts? They could tell. They could just tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so I didn't, but I knew I needed to, and there was, <laughs> uh, one time I remember driving in my car, uh, 
listening to Thursday. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not the best music to listen to I, when you're having suicidal ideations and sadness. They actually, you know what? They actually have some really uplifting songs. Yeah. They do. Yeah. But there are it some was, really sad It songs. wasn't one of those. But it, one, yeah. one of my favorite Thursday songs <laughs> is a song about Jeff's grandmother dying. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Again. The Standing on the Edge of Summer, right? He knows it. Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. it, yes. Um, so, okay, yes. I'm in your, mi- so I'm in your mindset. Thursday. Yeah. And um, so I... It was understanding in a car crash, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just really tempted to... Go in the opposite direction. Take the car and mm-hmm. hit a tree or mm-hmm. something. Take but, it off a bridge. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm getting back to California as soon as I can. But then... I looked at out-of-state tuition, and I was like, all right, well, I guess Even I'm Even though you had here. lived here your entire fucking yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. The state doesn't care. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I ended up staying in Illinois, and I went, and I got a degree. Where'd you go to school? Uh, I graduated from Illinois State University in uh, Normal, Illinois. Did you live... Is that what it's called? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Did you live on campus or did you live with your parents? Um, so, well, I lived at, uh, well, at Illinois State, I lived at the school. Because you lived close lived, to the school. Well, yeah, I lived essentially on campus because it's um, in the middle of uh, Illinois. So, oh, like the dead center. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like so where there's like nothing, cows yeah. and cornfields. Yeah. And yeah. then snow and wind. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So you developed, did you develop your depression when you moved sh- to Chicago or can yeah. you say that, that before Chicago, was there any point in your teenage life or your young life where you experienced those moments of sadness that were extended periods of time? Um, or do you really think Chicago is the catalyst? It was the catalyst. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so I had the undiagnosed depression, but I definitely well, clearly that's, I mean, yeah. 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 Um, and so when you went to college, did you go to any of the like therapies on campus or did you go to any like services that they could help? Like, did you do any of the, like, did you get, did you go seek any sort of help or therapy? Um, no. Okay. I, (laughs) my therapy was, uh, 30 racks of Keystone and, uh, cheap, the cheapest vodka you can get. And so interestingly enough, um, both men and women experience depression in pretty much the exact same, uh, levels, but women are diagnosed with depression at a much higher rate because they're more likely to go and actually seek services for depression. Men are less likely to open up about their mental health struggles. They've been socialized uh, away from showing any signs of weakness. They've been told to fight through it. Fucking man up. And then unfortunately men have suicide rates that are four times higher than women. She doesn't see it's funny. This is what we call a callback in comedy world. We're calling back something that was funny earlier. And I guess she doesn't like it. That's just another, it's not funny to me. Another another thing that men are better, men are better at. (laughs) Right. Men are better at comedy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I was talking about the, uh, what are four times, four times more likely to commit suicide in a way that actually ends in death. Sorry, Ken and I both love dark comedy, so that's where it's going to be. So, 
That's fine. I'm just I'm doing my normal podcast Keep where going. I throw statistics in while the person talks. Doing great. Doing great, Ashley. So most young adults, uh, we see drug abuse, drug misuse. You know, they try something in school. But men who suffer from mental health conditions are actually five times more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol to cope with mental health illness. Five than, times. Wow. Than women are. Yeah. That's a big number. Yeah. It's huge. Like it's it's actually I like that stat. I like that it's stat. a lot. So um, they engage in more binge drinking than women, and they actually have higher rates of alcohol-related death and alcohol-related hospitalizations than women. But problematic drinking and substance abuse is actually more socially acceptable for men than it is for women. And so a lot of men who go with untreated depression in their lifetime will turn to substances because most of society will say, well, yeah, he's a guy. He's got to drink his fucking what you call what were you drinking? Keystone? Yeah. Got to drink the Keystone. Keystone. Crush the beer can on your head and inside your fucking like just one more beer and I'll be numb. Um. Yeah, well, never got to that point. I'm sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Got to keep going. One more. One more. Yeah. One more. Wait, one more. Wait, let's go get another thirty rack. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, me and or my friends and I, not me and my friends. Love um, the grammatical correction. Yeah. Right he went there. to college. He did <laughs> at Illinois State in Normal, Illinois. Yeah. Hey, it's a it's a public school. So That's great. I went yeah. to a public college. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. Got a fucking degree. I don't give a shit where it came from. Yeah. Um, but uh, shit, what was this? Like? Binge drinking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, all my friends, we all just drank. I mean, we essentially it was like a, a frat house, but we weren't in a frat, uh, yeah, yeah. They hate frats, right. so <laughs> Gator, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we lived across the street from a uh, a sorority house, but, <laughs> solid. Um, wow, yeah, the tri delts. I don't um, know what that means, yeah, it's. Did they do like annoying chants in their front yard? I'd never really even heard. I feel like sororities and fraternities are cults, mildly. Like yeah. they wear robes and go down into dungeons like and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It yeah. weirds me out. Yeah. It weirds me the fuck out. Yeah. I'm glad you weren't part of the fucking fraternity. Um, yeah. How long did it take you, or did you realize it as at a young age, there's something mentally going on with me? Or did you just kind of say, nope? just gonna close that door for a while and just deal with it in another way yeah that's what i did in in school um and then so i graduated and i moved up to what'd you get your degree in public relations nice okay <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah. fine it's anyway. like communications psychology yeah. we all get degrees in things where we're like this sounds like anthropology yeah. <laughs> they're all the soft science anthropology. soft science my husband has a degree in anthropology <laughs> legitimately and he did it because he was like this is interesting and it's probably the only thing i'm going to be able to pay attention to while i'm in school and i yeah. need a degree i don't hate that like i think it's kind of bullshit it's kind of they look at it as a bullshit degree but i agree the study of human culture i love it i love yeah. that yeah. yeah. Anyways, continue, Kent. Yeah. Um, so I moved up to Chicago right after I graduated, uh, and I was lucky enough to have one of my friends let me live there for free um, in his place because I didn't have a job. It was 2008, so there was you know everything crashed. Oh yeah. Oh geez. Um, oh God, what a terrible time to graduate and also have depression. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um. And so I was living there and I um, was just working in a sandwich shop mm -hmm. and doing an unpaid internship for a, 
music marketing company because I wanted to go into music business. Um, because you know, I used to, I did play actually, I'm in a band, we're just uh, on a what's it called? Hiatus. Uh, uh, don't call it a comeback. Okay, now again, is that a reference to Motion City soundtrack? <laughs> No, I it's think a rap it's cool. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like All Time Low. They're yeah. a reference to a Newfound Glory song. No, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I always yeah. love that, that. Oh wait, you yeah. you're referencing Motion City soundtrack, not the rap song that it originated from. Uh, or maybe I don't even know. Yeah, well, song. yeah, uh, both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I might be a little too white for that reference. Sorry, I don't know a lot of rap. I know I know the white guy punk pop yeah. bands like Motion City soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, Shit! What you were working at a sandwich shop? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. unpaid internship. Wanted to work in music. Yeah, so I wanted to go into the music business um, just because I loved it, and uh, it was you know I knew I was not going to be in a band um, forever. I mean, like you know, the one that I was in was not even that popular. You know, (laughs) we didn't. It's it's a hard thing to swallow. When yeah, you it's a hobby, I, I've been there. and then yeah. for some people it becomes a career, but it's, yeah. it's mostly a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it goes with sports too. Like at yeah. high school, I was a great high school baseball player, but I knew after high school, right. I was done. There's right. no way I compete against these right. six foot dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I'm for those listening, I am six foot seven, and uh, I've are always, you fucking really? Yeah. Wow. Can we take a picture when this is done? Because I literally am going to be the Frodo to your fucking Gandalf. <laughs> All right. No, I'll be Frodo. You be Sam. I'm. No, I guess you are Frodo. I'll be your Sam. Literally, I, I guide you. So tiny. Adventure. I am I'll, so I'll, tiny. I'll, I'll, I'll be travel size. You're uh, Gollum. There you go. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways, so you're working. Yeah. In a, you're working in a sandwich shop, when I, which I can't think to myself would be bringing you much joy. Um, no, well, it was fun. I would, uh, I definitely fucked around a lot there. Yeah. Uh, I reckon, uh, it is always good. Sorry. I'll, I'll probably say this and you probably took advantage of it. If you do have a band, have one of your members work at a, like some kind of restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, did you have, you hook up your band with sandwiches? And no. Stuff? Oh, no. Oh, well, that was, I mean, because this You're was fired yeah, out of the band. This Sorry. was later. Um, cause we weren't really uh playing oh, okay at the time um but yeah so i was doing this internship and we had an event at uh a bar in wrigley wrigleyville mm-hmm. um you know for yep. those that aren't familiar wrigleyville is in chicago uh wrigley field is where the cub chicago cubs play the baseball team it's gorgeous, and, gorgeous. yeah um and Wrigleyville is just a little area right around. Yeah, it's, it's a neighborhood. A bars it's, it's, it's very similar to Fenway. And... Fenway, I've been to both, and mm-hmm. around the stadium is almost like an old village where every store is baseball, every restaurant yeah. is baseball. And yeah, and I mean, it's just the streets a, are closed down. Right. You can walk around. It's yeah. a neighborhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's a big pain in the ass for people that live there, uh, and, you know, through baseball season. I'm sure. But um, yeah, so they have. Um, around the stadium uh it's essentially you can see into the stadium from they have rooftops mm-hmm. um and they it's like um all you can eat all you can drink during the game um but it's it's, expen- it's like 500 bucks or jesus something. christ yeah it's really 
expensive, but it is also awesome um, because it's all. Uh, and that's where you were interning? No. So um, the internship, we're giving away tickets for a rooftop for the for oh, the game because cool. the game was going on it was a day game and uh so we were there uh at like 11 and i we weren't allowed to drink during the event but then uh you know it, it must have been like the fourth inning and we're all kind of like what the hell like, are we it. gonna be able to go <laughs> well, on to the yeah. thing and uh they finally let us go and uh I was just like, hey, you know, they're not paying us, so let's just uh, drink our payment. Fire me. I dare you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I uh, got super drunk and uh, blacked blacked out, uh, kind of. Browned out? Yeah. Uh Um, And so I ended up in a limo Great. i don't know i don't know why uh <laughs> and uh i it was probably like 11 o'clock uh i got a ride over to my friend's apartment and i went out you know i was by i was blackout i had no idea what was going on um and i went out on his balcony to uh make a phone call and i leaned against the railing and i i fell um and i hit my head on uh, the fence post how many fucking stories two stories okay yeah christ because i think chicago and i think skyrise so you just scared the shit out of me yeah that's still though you fell two stories and hit your head on a fence post yeah yeah and uh so i had um uh nine surgeries what yeah craniotomies did you have like a like a like a subdermal hematoma or like traumatic brain injury traumatic brain injury oh my god yeah Um, like coma loss of con like everything yeah swelling of the brain yeah yeah i can uh i have a picture of my uh cone head can i ask you a question did the bipolar disorder come after the head injury yeah i think Mm -hmm. so yeah okay so so i'm gonna stop and just as an FYI, I'm going to insert my scientific opinion into this moment of the conversation. So working in clinical research, we have to be trained in clinical psychology and abnormal psychology and in mental health illnesses. So I have a degree in psychology, a degree in sociology, and a master's in health psychology. So I know a fucking bragger. Okay. About you get it. You're smart. mental health. I literally am like I and I she's work a, with these people. She's like the smartest person I know. On a daily basis. What do you mean these people? I work with these people, these individuals, these people, these people who have mental health illness. I work with them every fucking day. These people, these people, you people, you people. I work with you people all day, all day, every day, all the time. Men all the time. She really does. I've gone in for those those studies and she's, I mean, we, you know, I'm doing my study and I'm, we go out for a break and she's dealing with some people. I'm like, yeah. I'm screaming, blown away. Yeah. screaming at me and she treats upset. them with the most respect I, I do to my cap to how it's yeah. well, I'm sure it's super difficult. Oh God. And honest to goodness, Kent, no offense to you. Bipolar, bipolar disorder, probably the most difficult one to navigate uh, when it comes to being a clinician or a therapist. It is, um, 
very difficult because of the highs and lows and the extremes that take place. Um, and the, the grandiosity when a, when an individual is in a manic episode and they think to themselves, I don't need these medications anymore because I'm awesome. And then they stop taking them and then they get worse. And that is just the fucking most frustrating thing as a clinician to, to watch a person who's finally got a, a, a handle on what they're doing and then they stop their medications and then they completely fall into this pattern of, of illness and it can't ever be that it's because they stopped their meds. It's always something else. It's always, well, I lost my job or well, I, this happened or well, this person said this. And it's never this like ability to recognize the fact that this mental illness lives with you and you have to treat it as a really shitty fucking roommate and actually take responsibility for that shitty roommate when you don't want to. Bipolar disorder can have, can happen organically we say what we say is happen organically or because of physical trauma same with schizophrenia so people can be born because their family has a history of schizophrenia um it's definitely a, a an inherited trait bipolar disorder schizophrenia all of depression it's written in our dna our parents can pass on anxiety to us in our dna code right but if your family does not have a history of bipolar disorder does yours uh that you know of I think actually I found out one person had it. One person typically but does not make yeah, a, a hereditary yeah. marker. You know what I mean? So it's like if you aren't experiencing this because of a genetic issue, brain injuries and traumatic events like car accidents can actually kickstart these mental health conditions like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Yeah. Individuals who never would have experienced that mental health condition have an accident like you did. They may have a, a car crash, a bike crash, falling off of a, of a balcony. We absolutely, in my line of work, we the, one of the first questions we ask, ask is, have you ever had a traumatic brain injury? Have you ever been in a coma? And if the answer is yes, we stop. We don't proceed. We don't test medication on people whose bipolar or depression or anxiety or schizophrenia came after a brain injury mm -hmm. because we wouldn't ever be able to say for sure that the medication does or doesn't work because it's good medication or because your bipolar comes from a brain injury. So the fact that your bipolar disorder began after you suffered this brain injury is something I see daily. Yeah. It, ridiculous how one fucking moment in your life changes everything. Yep. Yeah. Nine surgeries. Yeah. Um, my Let's hair. see the scar. Come on. Well, I got two. Ooh, fancy. You get to see my disgusting hair because I haven't... Uh, he has a sweet hat Taking on. Taking a shower. Nice, nice. Let's see. Where so do we got it? It goes like this. So it goes on the top of your head yeah. over to the behind your ear. Yeah. Okay. And this is the same. Was it because of the swelling? Yeah. Okay. They so they had to just relieve the swelling by yeah. cutting the scalp. So it's not like they took pieces of your brain out or had to like, no. no. They were just no, relieved. I mean, there's not enough to take out. Right. Right. So they didn't perform a lobotomy is what you're telling me. No. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so yeah. I'm so happy for you that that didn't happen. Yeah. That's so great. how long from the accident to like you gained conscience, like realized and then people were able to tell you like this is what happened? Um, I was in a coma for 
five or six days, I think. <sighs> I don't know exactly. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've had to pick up the pieces after the fact. Yeah. yeah, obviously, yeah. And this was 2008, correct? Nine. Nine, okay. Yeah, 2000, June 12, 2009. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and... Did you have the surgeries while you were in the coma, or did they have to wait uh, until you yeah. came out so, of the well, coma? Yeah, so, well, when they... Uh, when I was admitted, my my blood alcohol was 0.24. Oh. Uh, yeah. And uh, um, they had to take out this, um, my right side uh, to let the brain swell. Sure. And then it was probably two weeks later that I was complaining about headaches. And then they did a CT and... Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, oh, we need to take the other side out. And then um, they weren't able The my right side mm -hmm. is my skull, but the left side is um, uh, plastic. I don't know what it is. But um, you're like Eddie from vacation. Yeah. 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 Why couldn't they put it back? It uh, they weren't able to save it. What was wrong with it? It like crumbled. Shut the fuck up. Your wow. skull. Yeah, well, the, yeah, this this part is this it from side. the injury, um, partially. I guess. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I fell and uh, you know. Uh, now they couldn't save my skull. Yeah. Yes. So, now you're um, now you're a bionic man. But yeah, like so they, if you want to see something gross, love they, gross stuff. They put this side. Oh yeah, no, they do. They put your right they here. put your skull in your stomach to yeah. keep it safe yeah. until your brain has stopped swelling, so yeah. that your skull still has like you know life, and right. then they can put it back on your head right. when you're done. Yeah, they well, stored your your skull in your stomach. Ho wait, hold up, wait. They took your brain out. Not your brain. Not his brain. Uh, his skull. Like the, the ball, the bone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And put it in your stomach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it could live. So when they went and put it back. So they didn't do that on your left side? No, because they, they could not worth it. Yeah. They, when they took it off, it was already fucking well. dead or whatever. That's fucking cool. I've never heard of that. Is that yeah. medical fucking craziness? That's like, awesome. yeah, no, it's nuts. Yeah. Humans can do some cool things. I know. Sometimes. We can yeah. regrow things. Like, I know. it's fucking nuts. I know. Then that, How long were you in the hospital for? So that summer, uh, it was like two months. Uh, Did you have to learn how to walk and talk again? Um, was it no, that severe? It wasn't. Uh, I mean, I definitely had a lot of, um, I, my talk, my, uh, speech was not that bad. Um, what part of the brain did it affect over there? What do you got? What is that? The, the, not the hippocampus cause that's in the base of the skull. So was it anything related to like speech or was it anything related um, to like motion, like movement? Did they tell I, you? Well, they probably did. I just probably just didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice as the years have gone on, it's been 12 years, 13 years. Yeah. As the years have progressed, have you noticed any changes in your personality, be it the way that you walk or your the movement in your arms or um, the way that you recall things or your speech patterns? Have you noticed any changes in yourself that you can maybe say, well, that might be from the fucking, you know, nine yeah. brain surgeries? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess um, like all... 
sometimes I have trouble with balance. Mm. Um, and could also be that you're a fucking giant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like really far off the ground. It's yeah. gotta be make it got's gotta make you dizzy to be that high up in the altitude that yeah. you're at. Like yeah. it's like pilots are up there. I feel I like know. you need a fucking oxygen mask. I I mean, I think someone maybe would be good to ask is Josh. I mean, because I me personally, finally we got to meet after you moved back, after the accident. Yeah. So I never got to meet you like that before the accident so yeah. i don't really know you before yeah. the accident but josh does yeah as josh has he said anything how is he like hey you're not the same kent i remember from uh anything what about, no. your, what about your parents uh no i mean they haven't really said anything um they right after because i had to go live with them um because uh, I didn't have a, a place to stay in Chicago, and mm. they were living in San Antonio at the time. Texas? Yeah. Oh. Um, and so uh, they were telling me, like, yeah, you sound like, uh, you know, your slurred speech and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and after... Um, uh, this is really bad. I oh. am just blanking, and you know, not very good uh, radio. <laughs> uh, yeah. How long did you have to live with them? Uh, I was there from uh, August until March. Okay, so, so you hit, you, you got in the accident in June. You lived in the hospital for two months. Mm-hmm. Had the nine surgeries within that two months. Yeah, and then I don't, left. No, no, seven. Seven, yeah. and then left to go, to go live with your parents in San Antonio yes. until the following March. March. Yeah. Did you have surgeries in San Antonio? No. No. Okay. No. So the surgeries came later. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you were how old at this time? In two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. Uh. Well, I was born in 86, so uh, 23, 24. And so this is when you got your diagnosis of bipolar? No. Um, so. Wait, how old were you when you got your diagnosis of bipolar disorder? 24. Okay. But I was diagnosed with depression first. First. Yeah. Typically, FYI, FYI, individuals who are diagnosed with bipolar disorder have experienced one of the two following diagnoses 95% of the time before they get a bipolar diagnosis. ADHD, which is why I asked if you had been diagnosed with ADHD, because more often than not, when I meet somebody who has organic bipolar disorder or someone who is always going to have bipolar, I see an ADHD diagnosis constantly. They always say, oh yeah, no, I had ADHD as a kid. And that's not what you had. What you had was the beginnings of bipolar disorder. Nobody fucking understood you. And then they put you on meth, which is great. People who don't have a diagnosis of ADHD and typically get diagnosed later in life will get the diagnosis of depression first because it's chronic. And it's the thing that people see most often. And then randomly you'll have this moment of, or days worth of, hyperactive high this 
this rush of energy, this rush of joy, this rush of ideas, this rush of goals, this rush of impulses, and then you drop again into a depression. And because you see the depression more than the mania, a lot of individuals diagnosed with later in life bipolar disorder are actually misdiagnosed as just depression. Mm. And they miss the medication that can help them navigate through the highs and the lows because a doctor is just keeping them on an antidepressant and not a mood stabilizer. Fascinating fucking fascinating so we're going to come back in just a moment and we are going to talk about who you met and who you saw and who diagnosed you with bipolar and what was the reason that they changed their diagnosis from depression to bipolar and then we'll talk about your other two surgeries and i'm wondering do you think the plastic in your brain made you taller Um, did it give you any inches at all i actually i thought it made my head bigger really because my uh fitted hats didn't really fit anymore think your brain grew you think you got smarter (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) but that it just turned out that i had just gotten too fat in my head (laughs) had nothing to do with your plastic skull your pain just that your head was fat yeah i i would just tell people i was like oh yeah i guess my uh you know my My head head grew yeah my head grew because of the accident i'm just fat yeah fantastic (laughs) come right back please Hey everyone, it's Corey and Robert from the So So Scrutiny Podcast. A little background on us. I've been a school teacher for seven years. I have a brand new baby and I love to read. And I've been working in the film industry for the past six years. I don't want kids. And the most reading I do is Netflix captions. Every week, Corey and I scrutinize movies, music, video games, food, and everything in between. We have some of our closest friends to stop by to scrutinize stuff with us and share their stories. Plus, some amazing musicians we know like The Dares and Jordan from Newfound Glory. I also invite some incredible filmmakers I've had the pleasure to work with on the podcast to talk about their careers and the industry. Download the So So Scrutiny podcast for free on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcast platforms. Or visit SoSoScrutiny.com for every episode, videos, merch, and more. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. The So So Scrutiny podcast. It's kind of hard to wear high heels. Or slip on banana peels How does she get in and out of tubs? I hope she don't get mad I hope she thinks this song is good, not bad Cause we think that she's totally rad, she's nuts Welcome back, fellow humans, to an episode of What's Your Position, where we're talking about mental health, and I just learned a shocking story about my new friend Kent, that he fell off a fucking balcony and has a plastic skull. And while we were on break, he divulged another juicy piece of information, sir. Hello? Yep. Um... Yeah, so now I have been taking medication 
ever since the accident because I have uh, grand mal seizures. Grand mal seizures. Grand mal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Can I guess the medication? Uh, Yeah. Go for it. Depakote? Uh, Not anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, wait. Maybe? Divaloprex? I think, yeah. Usually takes 500 milligrams two to three times a day. Yeah. Lithium? No. No, no, because that wouldn't be for seizure. Tegretol? No. Kepra? I just got off it. Hey, good, because Kepra fucks you up, dude. Yeah, I I mean, I want to get off all the medications. No. And I was talking to my... Aren't you scared? Well, I I talked to my neurologist. I'm like, hey, can I start getting off these medications i don't want to be, take them the rest of my life he's like all right well which one i'm like all of them all of them please and uh he's like well all right let's uh we'll start with the capra um because i'm on i have uh three other one or yeah three other ones besides the capra mm-hmm. um topamax no divo pro x uh and, I mean, I don't know. You're like, I, I don't, don't even know. Uh, yeah. They're just in my fucking I'm surprised you guys remember these. These are weird names. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I talk to people, literally, I could yeah. I could rattle off so many more, but yeah. I'm not going to. Um, typically, I sit in front of somebody and I'm like, what medication are you on? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, let me say some names and you tell me if it sounds familiar. And they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that does sound yeah. familiar. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's fine. Um, how long after your accident... I mean, clearly you have an accident of that nature and you are already depressed and you then have to move to Texas and live with your parents. Um, I would imagine that you've got not only PTSD, but depression as well. When did it switch from depression to bipolar? Did you have a manic episode? Yes. Did you go to the hospital? Yes. Okay. So was the manic episode in such a way that you were, was it a 5150? I think so. Okay. I don't know. Well, they wouldn't let me leave. So then it's a 50, yeah. 50, 50. Uh, 72 hour? Um, That's a great amp, by the way. 5150. Is it? That's the only thing PV makes. Oh, That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So you went and the, at the hospital is when they died, I'm assuming. Yeah. So um, I went to... I Because my depression came back with a vengeance after mm. the accident. I bet. Um and so I finally started to go see somebody, uh, a therapist. And I mean, it was all right. She was, yeah, you know, kind of surface, just sort of like yeah. asking surface questions yeah. and well, childhood questions. Or is it's it, your therapist is almost like dating. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, gotta find the right out. one. Yeah. 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 And, um, actually I was talking with one of my people the other, I don't know, last week or whatnot. You have a whole team of people. Yeah, well, the people that I talk with that have, um, you know, that uh, either live with mental illness or a family member. Mm. Um, oh, those people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you mean, those people? <laughs> well, he has people. <laughs> he has a team, right? He has a neurologist. Call back again, Ashley. He's a okay. therapist. It's okay. It's yeah. a joke. And then he's got. Uh, other people yeah like those people or like those people <laughs> what do you mean the other people i'm sorry yeah, so. keep going Kevin. um <sighs> and you were talking with them about like what your break? oh yeah 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 so um my i was just seeing 
this therapist mm-hmm. and it, I wasn't really getting anything out of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to stop seeing her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sounds like a relationship. Yeah. I'm like, it's a, how am I going to break up with this therapist? therapist you know, <laughs> because it's even more, uh, of an intimate relationship oh, because God. you, I, I tell my therapist, the layers, Stuff. the onion layers that you peel yeah. back in a therapist's office are sh- is shit you don't get into in a relationship sometimes yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, you know, the way that I got out of it was, you know, she diagnosed me with depression. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I had my manic episode. What happened during that manic episode? Um, I really obviously hindsight now i know all the um like warning signs right. of a manic episode which but, are um just spending recklessly and uh making bad you know like impulsive impul- yeah, yeah impulsive decisions um and making grand grand plans grandiose that- and thinking that people are um, I, so I thought that, um, either the FBI or the NSA or CIA was after me. Um, these ideas that you have, uh, not you personally, but these ideas that, that you would have in a manic episode where you are, and not to diminish it, but you are that important. Right. Yeah. You are that awesome. Yeah. You are that grand that the FBI cares what you're writing down in a journal. Right. Yeah, um, what I think one of the triggers was, um, so there was this guy named Aaron something, uh, he created, or he was a part of making like the RSS feed, I think. Which is basically what podcasts are run on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but then he was being charged by the government for some uh, computer or- computer crimes or something. Oh, okay. um, the, the guys and, that figure out those kind of things usually do. Like, and yeah, yeah. there's some hacking the involved. There's and, probably yeah. some pirating involved for yeah. sure. Yeah, God bless him. But um, <laughs> yeah, so he was looking at like he, the charges were going to be like life in prison. Um, and wow yeah and then all of a sudden they said that he killed himself and i was just like that's bullshit uh they definitely you you fixated on that somebody Uh uh-huh you know he didn't kill himself right someone offed him yeah because he knows more than he should or he's right yeah just kind of like uh something that happened a couple of years ago um Interesting. Yeah. That I'm talking had, about the pedophile, the yeah. man who was disgusting and probably should have died anyways, but yeah. I'm trying to think of, I can't should have been held in uh, accountable for what I, he had I done. I thinking Einstein. Epstein. Epstein. I yeah. just that E. Yeah. He's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you were looking at that in a way that was more personal than it needed to be, right? Because right. you didn't know this person. He didn't know you. No. Your lives didn't intersect or connect yeah. in any fucking way. But yeah. you took this as something personal that you needed to vindicate. Yeah, I thought, I don't, you know. 
just conspiracy I, theories and and mind racing about yeah and i i was probably downloading music at the time and then i was like oh shit now they're gonna come for me yeah yeah like back in the day the napster days yeah. when they would go and knock down yeah people's because you downloaded metallica yeah my bad i'll never listen to them again yeah. sorry jesus yeah. fuckers uh, <laughs> so who put you in the hospital you or your parents I did. you did yeah okay um, were you not sleeping no mm-hmm. um, how many days had it lasted it was one so what happened was i was supposed to go to a networking event in downtown chicago um so you had left your parents at this point and you went back to chicago um yeah so i my parents they were living in texas and um you know after all the surgeries and whatnot i just stayed in chicago okay um in uh on the north side um by uh at the pier wrigley well i was in roscoe village um which is um like the stanton of or (laughs) trying to think of (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, it's just of it's about like i was only a mile away from the hospital that i had all my surgeries at um but that that night i was really um i had uh, those racing thoughts and i was like all right uh i was going i was on my way to a networking event um in down in downtown um and uh i was worried that i was gonna you know the same thing was gonna happen they were gonna make it look like an accident and uh so i was like all right i guess i have to i'm gonna leave a like a voice note saying like if something happens you better investigate this wow um and that it was only gonna be like five minutes Uh uh-huh and then it turned into like a two two hour like rant about things that make no sense well and also um just kind of saying you know if this is it and then i just started talking to everybody individually jesus um but then i took a cab because I missed my ride, I I had to because of the tell voice her. note. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I told her I was like, yeah, I I'm gonna have to meet you there. I'm in the middle of leaving myself a very yeah. important message. Yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll make I'll mention your name and then the voice. Yeah. Voice. <laughs> yeah. I'll mention yeah. your name. What was her name? What was her name? Uh, yeah. Did you keep the voice Karen? message? No, not Karen. Um, I did, but I never listened to it. And then um, the therapist I have now, she, I told her, and she's like, "Yeah, don't just don't. delete that. Delete that." And, I was gonna and, say, yeah. if you hadn't have said I delete it, I'd be like, "Can I have your phone real quick? Yeah. I'm gonna help you right yeah, now." Yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Like, no. Uh, so you took yourself to the fucking hospital. Yeah, so that night, um, well, I was in the cab and I was talking cra- like to really the fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just like, 
I'm not crazy. Everybody else is crazy. Yep. And, um, and no know. one had even said you were crazy. Right. But you, yeah, but you have to make um, it clear. Yeah. And, uh, so could we, you hear yourself in that moment? Did you ever have a moment where, cause sometimes they say that individuals in mental illness, such as bipolar or schizophrenia, they have moments where they actually have an out of body experience and they actually hear themselves and what they say. And they're like, Oh fuck uh, that. I need assistance. But then there are some individuals who are in that moment and they never hear what they say. And everything that they say sounds sane and absolutely valid. And yeah. they never have this moment of clarity where they go, yeah, you know what? That sounds like someone who probably needs a, a nap yeah. <laughs> and a Snickers. <laughs> like, yeah. did you hear, could you hear uh, yourself? No, not, not then, but later. Um, so I, uh, I had the cab drop drop me off, and I go into the building for the for the uh, party. Yeah, mm. and it's it was in a skyscraper, um, and I go in the lobby, and um, I was like, "Oh, hey, you know, I'm here for the party." And the guy was like, "I, was, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no party here." I'm oh like, no! And I was like, "No, yeah." No, the uh, amount of paranoia. I know. Oh my word! Yeah. And so I was Kent, like, yeah. "Did you feel like you were?" Like you were about to go to your death. Yeah. And so then I was like, all right, where the, I just started looking oh around God. because it's a huge lobby. And, uh, I'm like, because where, one man doesn't know what he's doing. Where are your cameras? Oh, no. And he's like, what? And I'm like, can I use your phone? Like, no, you can't. I'm like, come on. It's not going to be that long. He's like, no, you can't use it. I'm like, I didn't know. Because, so now you feel trapped. Well, and I'm like, is, do you know where a payphone is or anything? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Because I didn't want to use my cell phone. Because, sure, because it'll you know, be tracked. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then I'm just like kind of, I'm freaking out. And then I realize I went to the wrong building. Oh, can't. <laughs> Good job, Michael Scott. I know. So, uh, so now you're in the right building oh you're right, with the right people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, so... Did you ever go to the right building? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, you kept going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so, because I went to... Um, the cab dropped me off at the Aon Center, um, but... The, you needed to be at the Beyond Center. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, the... Um, it was at the... The event was at the Hancock Center. <gasps> I've been to the Hancock yeah. building. I went to yeah. the top and yeah. had a fucking cocktail yeah, at the top of the Hancock. Yeah. I was so excited that a cock at the cock. I was yeah. literally like, <laughs> I posted about it. I, I actually went to the bathroom because the bathrooms are yeah. way cooler than the fucking bar itself. Yeah. The bathrooms are wall to wall windows because you're so high. You can right. take a shit. Nobody fucking sees you, yeah. but you can take a shit looking over Chicago. So yeah. you bet your ass. I drank my cocktail in the bathroom yeah. and took many a photo. Yeah. Wow. It's a great building. Yeah. Many a shit. Yeah. I didn't have to shit. Girls but. poop too. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, did you? So did you go to the party? Yeah, okay. yeah. And it was weird because when I got up there, it was almost like everything was fine, normal even. Except for I remember one guy talking about how he was um, like about his dogs and how he had uh, just gotten them for like ten grand each, and I was just uh, so upset. What? Um, just because, you know, instead of rescuing, you know, just buying Also, dogs. way to spend $20,000 on know. dogs when yeah. I could have spent it on things like, you know, 
shoehorns. Even more dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So that pissed me off. But besides that, um, I, but then I went home and um, I was just back, back at it. Um, I opened or I opened all the blinds mm-hmm. um, and then I turned on all of the lights, mm-hmm. unlocked all of my doors. Um, and just basically said, here I am. Yeah. And I was like, someone's got to be crazy if they're going to break in with, you know, everything open. And uh, I had, um, you know, I knew something was wrong and I just, I didn't know that you could just go to the hospital <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. go to the, you know, the emergency department. Mm-hmm. And say, hi, I need assistance. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I Typical guess. Typical American. <laughs> yeah, no, none of us really do. No. They don't really talk about how honest to God you can walk into an emergency room in this country and say, I'm having a mental breakdown. Yeah. And they will fucking take you into a place and give you a bed and help you. Yeah. It's crazy. And they won't let you leave. And then they won't let you leave. Because, yeah, Cause, yeah um, they'll keep you there so that you're yeah. not a danger to yourself. Or to others. Or to others. Yeah. Uh, so you checked. So you went to the hospital at yeah, that well, moment. Yeah. So that morning, um, actually, I was up all night, and it was January, so it was cold, and there was snow on the ground. But um, I, me and my, I took my dog out. Um, you had a dog. Yeah. Okay. And we went. And just sat in this, there was a baseball field across the street from my house. And um, we I, we were just sitting there and I thought that she, like, I thought we were communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, so she became like my... Um, God? Security blanket. Mm, gotcha. More. Okay. Um, because in the morning, I took a cab and uh, to my doctor or my therapist's office and I brought her with me um, because I, I was like I, I she need, understands me I need her you know yeah. um, and then so I get there and um, they're just kind of like all right um, you didn't have an appointment you showed up Right. Thinking yeah. I, I am important. I need it. I need assistance. Yeah. Someone fucking give me assistance. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where else to go. Yeah. I was like, well, there's something wrong and I need, you know, somebody help. Yeah. Please. This uh, is the only place I know where to go. Yeah. So please do something. Yeah. Um, and so we went or yeah, me and her name was Olivia. Um, me and Olivia, we went to the, uh, office and the doc, the therapist was like, all right, um, we're going to get you a bed in the hospital. I was like, all right, that's fine. Cool. Um, and she's like, do you have someone that could get your dog? And I'm like, oh, let me just, I'll just go I'll take just her take home. her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's literally eight blocks away, which is a mile. And they're like, oh, sorry, we can't let you do that. I'm like, seriously, 
I'll come right back. Lies. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I was going to come back. You would have gotten so distracted along the um, way. You would have lost yeah. track. You would have been like, oh, actually, there's a lot of other things I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many other the things. FBI, FBI knows I'm there. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Yeah, there, is, there was going to be a sign somewhere and you were going to be like, nope, yeah. not returning. <laughs> Smart doctors. Yeah. So they, yeah. they didn't let you keep the dog. No. So I had to call my friend and he had to leave like a meeting. Uh, and to come back and pick my dog up and then go drop her off. Luckily, uh, the house was open. (laughs) 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 So we didn't need a key to get in. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I mean, you did one, you did it right. You know, you're like, Hey, I, (laughs) anyone who's dumb enough to break in or anyone who needs to drop my dog off. Yeah. (laughs) It's perfect. I got it. Yeah. Um, oh, so then they, they took you. Yeah. And um, so I was just waiting for a room to open mm. or a bed, you know. And um, God, in that moment, was, you start to question whether or not you should have done this, whether or not you should be there, whether or not like, well, no, is this a good idea? Maybe I should leave. I just knew, I was like, I knew that I needed to get help and um i was happy that you know i was there mm-hmm. um and they asked me before i got up into a room um like have you ever been here before I'm like yeah <laughs> i had so nine matter of fact here. knock 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 yeah. <laughs> got some plastic uh, hardware that came from this place yeah and i didn't realize what they were actually asking I, um mm. because uh when they i finally when they're like all right we got you a room uh you're going to uh the fourth floor i'm like oh no oh god because that's uh, that's the psych ward yeah i was like oh <laughs> that's where all the crazy people are the fourth floor is where my office is where my long beach offices are located and where all the mental health patients go and my <laughs> job too <laughs> fourth floor is not good yeah yeah because uh, we would hear um in the hospital when I was there f- for my surgeries and whatnot, um, code gray all the time, oh, no. you know, which is a combative, mm-hmm. uh, patient, Psych patient. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. um, fourth floor loose on the grounds, yeah. <laughs> Get that neck, big neck catching yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tranquilizer darts. That's what they typically use. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, um, so, they're taking me up, and I'm like, oh, no, what the hell? And <laughs> This is not uh, what I asked for. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, but it was even more, like, surreal when they brought me in, and they're like, all right, um, just take your clothes off um, and go ahead. Uh, we need your keys, your belt. Your shoelaces. Do you have any? Yeah. Um, well, I, they just kept my boots. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were just uh, walking around in booties. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, while I'm taking my belt off, I'm just like, oh, my God, what is this really happening right now? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, those um, 
first couple days were um scary yeah and definitely <laughs> met a cast of characters in there uh and yeah it was when they gave you your diagnosis did it make sense to you did it make you feel better or did it make you frustrated um it I kind of just was like, all right, I went along with it, you know, that's, but I got, that's more of what my, you know, when you have a near death experience, your outlook changes. Tell me how you said that earlier. You said that after your near death experience, your outlook on life changed. How so? What was your outlook before versus Um, now? I... Am less uh, less scared. Well, I mean, for example, I would never have even thought about going skydiving before the accident, but now I'm like, I really want to go, and uh, and it's like, all right, well, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> Like, do you feel like I'm going to die? All right. Well, you know, I almost did that once. It's like a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. But you take it to a place where you're like, it's already happened once and I'm fine. I may as well take these chances. Yeah. Yeah. Which could be, uh, some would say, impulsive and risky. Right. We actually talk to people who have PTSD about this because I actually, not to fucking diagnose you i'm not a fucking therapist but individuals who have ptsd from traumatic events especially events involving their own life they will have this sense of like laissez-faire like i've already almost died once i may as well do everything i can um when i can because you never know what's going to happen so you might as well just do whatever the fuck you want and take all the risks that you want because what's the worst that could happen And it's not necessarily like how a typical human being thinks where they're normally in a survival mode, right? Like you don't want to do the things that put you in harm's way. You don't want to jump out of airplanes. You don't want to cross 17 lanes of traffic. You don't want to um, scale down a building with only a rappel. I mean, like these people who crave adrenaline or who crave risk or who crave impulsivity, you can say maybe there's something chemically going on where they're lacking that adrenaline rush. They're lacking that dopamine or they just need it more than another person. Or you can say, well, they've already lived through something super traumatic. So at this point they're like, fuck the world. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, it's more, I'm like, all right, you know, I kind of just roll with, just roll with it. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, with my health, um, it's kind of, I don't really re like, um, you know, the doctor, like if a doc, one of my doctors would be like, Hey, you know, we think you should be on this medication or you should do this or that. And I was like, all right, whatever. You're a doctor. You know, you fucking tell me what's yeah. have a fucking medical degree. What yeah. the fuck you think? Uh, when was the last time you had a seizure? Um, 2000 
or 2012. Oh, so phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because those are fucked up. Yeah. Those will fuck you the fuck up. Yeah. Like you don't want to have those. They scramble your little brain. That's not good. Keyword. Little. little. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you had a manic episode? Um, that, uh, that hospitalization. Sir, you've had one manic episode in mm. your entire yeah. life. So it's, it's very depression heavy. The funny thing is the difference between bipolar one and bipolar two is stark. So bipolar one is typically like uh, depression based, but there are cycles. But the only diagnostic criteria you have to have for being diagnosed with bipolar one is one manic episode in your life, yeah. which personally I kind of feel like is a bit aggressive. Like right. if you've had one mental breakdown, one nervous breakdown, one moment where after a fucking traumatic brain injury, you lost your mind for a minute now all of a sudden you're diagnosed with bipolar which can be debilitating by the way you can't get jobs you don't get money you have to be on disability the medications that they put you on for bipolar are fucking mind fucks they make you sleepy they make your mouth dry they make you not horny they make it difficult for you to have a fucking conversation with people they fuck with your liver enzymes like to just say because somebody has had one breakdown in their life they're now bipolar is a bit irresponsible in my opinion, especially if you've never had one since. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's. Do you think you've been close to having one and you've yeah. been able to kind of be like, ooh, yeah, let me step back real quick before I dive down that rabbit hole and yeah. maybe do some fucking meditation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there actually there's been instances where. I could see, maybe like, well, it might go down that road again. Yeah. Um, How do you stop yourself from going down that road? Uh, well, one time, <laughs> I used to have a uh, a vending machine company. Um, what? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was really, I don't know what. It, you know, triggered anything, but I was, um, I got in the car and, uh, my mission, I had machines and offices, um, and, uh, that you had to like go check on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This and these ones were at, uh, um, right across from, uh, Bellaterra. Okay. Or Bellaterra. Yeah. Bellaterra. Terra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and after I got done, I was already kind of um, just racing and uh, <laughs> went down the 405 back home, uh, 100 miles an hour on oh the freeway. No. Oh, no. Uh, and then I get off and I go to Del Taco. Um, <laughs> Fair. And, uh, Fair. Like, you know, it's lunchtime. Yeah. And so... Uh, the um that yeah yeah that <laughs> right no that the drive through the, the drive through there, yeah, yeah, yeah. there it is the drive through is crazy and people are coming from other ways and I was just like oh hell no this motherfucker better not cut in front of me and he he oh, starts he to oh no and I just 
go and right up at him and I'm laying on the horn and just, so reckless behaviors a yeah. you're driving over 100 miles an hour in the yeah. middle of the day on the 405 b you're having racing thoughts c you're having impulsive and aggressive behaviors yeah. which are most absolutely hallmarks of a manic episode right and you recognized it in a del taco drive-thru yeah phenomenal did you get a bean and cheese burrito i don't remember what i got we all know what we order from del taco don't lie to me it was probably a chicken soft tacos and spicy check chicken quesadilla yeah Mm. classic yeah macho fry oh the macho fry Yeah. yeah yeah did you go to the hospital no what no. did you do? Just I go home and went home and smoked a bowl. <laughs> Probably. Actually, do you smoke weed? Um, I can neither confirm, confirm nor, nor deny. deny that. What are you HIPAA? What are you <laughs> fucking HIPAA laws over here? I was I only going to ask. <laughs> the only reason I ask is because I wonder if it helps with your mania. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't had a manic episode. Well, I haven't been hospitalized. Being hospitalized and having a manic episode are two different things. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's I, not like you used a certain product too much and you had to go back in the hospital. You haven't had. Right. Because of this substance that we won't talk about. Right. It yeah. hasn't. There's not been a negative, at least. Yeah. I Well, you know, I don't think so. Um, when was your last depressive episode? <laughs> He says always um, his face right now. Do you have just constant depression? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So life is just out of five, right? You're never really at a zero as far as like sadness is concerned. You're always kind of at hedonia, just like at a certain amount. Have, have, do you go up like higher, like where you don't get out of bed, you don't leave your house, you don't uh, socialize with people um, or have you gotten control over that as well? Oh, um, yeah, no, I do that. I still have that. Um, Is it cyclical? Uh, not, well. Do you know when it's coming? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just have to recognize when it's coming and uh, if... In reality, if I want to not go into it. Um, that is a choice. Because sometimes I just like to wallow. And sometimes manic yeah, episodes. And yeah. sometimes manic episodes breed some of the most beautiful creativity. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who lean into their manic episodes. I don't think Kurt Cobain could have written such great songs. Without being depression. Yeah, yeah no, so. I know. I hear you. There's a lot of people who suffer from um, mental health conditions that can lean into them and actually produce some beautiful and amazing art. That's- and I, I think that's my advice. I think it Hi. depends on you know each each case, but at least for me, as even nowadays, I was very sad yesterday, and 
I just took a deep breath and picked up my guitar and played for like an hour. Didn't yeah. realize I was playing for an hour. Wrote a new song. And oh, I, that's awesome. Oh, nice. And, you know, it's nothing great, but it's like, you Doesn't know, after I'm, and then it's, it's just a feeling for musicians. I don't know. You pick it up and then, yeah. I was really, yeah. really, 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 Oops, really, sorry. really, really sad. Really sad and angry on Tuesday and Wednesday. I was having a really shitty week. Um, and I wrote five poems and I haven't written a poem in decades. And I sent it to my friend and she wrote back and she goes, did you write this or did you find this? And I was like, no, I wrote that. And she was like, that's fucking beautiful. Like you should print that out and like, don't get like, don't like hold on to it. Publish it. No. <laughs> Any publish poem publishers nope. out there? Nope. Oh, nope. I guess not. Nope. 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 I'm trying to produce nope. this. Nope. Podcast. Nope. Nope. I'll write a I'll write a poem about the podcast, but this poem was not is not something for because sometimes when you create something when you're in that place you want to burn it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You do it to let that go and to just to like fucking take the fucking pain and the anger and the energy that's in your fucking heart and put it into something beautiful and then light it the fuck on fire. Right. Yeah. And never look at it again. Yeah. Which is why I was going to delete your fucking two hour voice message to yeah. yourself had you not done it already. Yeah. We're going to yeah. take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to give you the stat of the day as well as some more statistics. And then we're going to talk about places where we can feel safe in this world when we suffer from mental health illnesses and when we need a hand um it's especially people who suffer from mental health illness and their family and their friends don't get it it's hard sometimes even when your friends do get it right yes it's hard to say i'm sad and reach out to a friend it's so much easier sometimes to reach out to a stranger than it is to someone you know and care about yep. Yep. It, it it's weird but we'll be back we're going to talk about stats we're going to talk about places to feel safe um and then if he's up for it Oh, he's doing it. 69. <laughs> We're going to play the 69 game. 69. Join us. <laughs> something off your chest have a burning sex question call now for a chance to be live on air with what's your position 513-6969-SEX that's 513-6969-739 we will answer your questions hear your comments and play you live on air call us soon 
back, fellow humans, to the end of our episode. The great band. God damn it. I don't think Kent knows this band. You should look up Days, Days Away. Away. It's hard to find. This one, oh, sorry. From uh, Drive Thru, right? Yes, from no, Drive no, Drive. Yes, they were on Drive Thru Records. No, they weren't. They were on a smaller label and they signed a Fuel by Rob. Oh, they yeah. were not drafted. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 but Days Away was an OC band, and they were yeah. well, they were actually from Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, and they moved out here, and they, oh my God, the shows they would put on at Chain Reaction, man, Keith, I'm gonna fucking good old ta- War, he's still good out there. Good old War, good old music. Keith, I'm gonna tag him in this episode. Have him on the podcast. I should have him on this podcast. Man, I had a crush on that it's guy. Too bad Chain is gone. It's not. Oh, they, they saved it. They came back. No, yeah, they saved it. They oh. did a huge fucking like violent like, press release. Yeah, out. violent gentlemen oh. did a bunch of fucking merch. I, oh, wow. They had concerts. They had benefits. Chain Reaction is still fucking there. Oh. And now they serve liquor. Unofficial Boost. sponsor. Chain Reaction. Oh. Go see your next indie punk or emo band at Chain Reaction in Orange County in Anaheim, uh, right off the five. A uh, couple of of famous athletes that have come uh, come out openly talking about their mental illness, which I think is important for a few reasons. One, because it's important that men uh, talk about their mental illness so that it's not necessarily so much of a stereotype or a stigma when a man needs assistance and needs help. And also so that they don't just wander into their therapist's office with their dog saying, I need assistance. They actually know where to go. Yeah. They actually have a fucking clue of what to do. Um it is also important because athletes get this other stigma and stereotype that they also have to be macho and cannot have emotions in any fucking way possible. Fucking man up, guys. Grow some goddamn balls. Terry Bradshaw, do you think he has balls? Oh, yeah. He's yeah, awesome. well, he suffers from panic attacks and was diagnosed with clinical depression in the 90s and has been openly honest about it. Brandon Marshall. That. Sorry, Terry Bradshaw, he's, he's a little over the place. He's yeah. a little out there. He's Brand- like He's like the... Uh, Gary Busey of football. <laughs> He's very much the Gary Busey of football. Brandon Marshall, who was on yeah. the Dolphins, uh, da- announced Bears. it. It says Dolphins. Chicago Bears, as but it well. says okay. Also the Bears. Yeah. Bears. The Bears and then maybe the Dolphins. Uh, while he was with the Dolphins, apparently, he uh, came out and said he had borderline personality disorder, um, which is. Uh, personality disorders are an entirely different beast than mental health conditions. They are two separate things. Um, a personality disorder typically cannot be treated with medication and usually has to be treated with cognitive behavioral therapy and emotional regulation. Um, my mother has a personality disorder, which is why she is the way that she is and that there's nothing we can do for her. Um, many human beings have borderline. A uh, new show on Disney Plus, Moon Knight. I'm pretty sure he has that. Have you watched that? No. You're not into Marvel? No. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, if you guys aren't what? a fan of Marvel, excuse me, burp, uh, Moon Knight, you don't have to know anything about- On what? The Avengers- Syndicate? Disney Plus. Oh, Disney. Duh. Sorry, Marvel. Hi. Larry Sanders, basketball players uh, for Milwaukee Bucks, left time to address his mental health, which includes anxiety and depression. Earl Campbell, who was a football player in the 1980s and 1990s, um, was diagnosed with panic and anxiety, and he has been an outspoken um, advocate for mental illness awareness and writ- wrote a biography about it. Um, Jim Pearsall? 
he was a baseball yeah. player. I don't know this person. His rookie season in 1952, he suffered a mental breakdown leading to his diagnosis of bipolar disorder, which was back then called what? For 500, Alex. Yeah. Manic, uh, manic depression. There it is. But you have to word it. You have to phrase it in like a question. Um, why is what is why is, what is manic depression awful? Uh, <laughs> why did they change the name? I like uh, manic depression better than I don't bipolar. Know. I, I feel like it's a very descriptive way to talk about it, but I think they just they fancied it up. You know, they like sass, sassed it up. It's like get a rebrand. Manic depression clearly states what's going on, yeah. but bipolar is the same thing. It's just two different op- opposite ends of a pole. They actually say that low levels of testosterone are correlated with stress, depression, and mood swings, especially especially among older men. Um, and when it comes to seeking treatment, which we're going to talk about right now, men are less likely to seek help for any mental health condition due, due to social norms, downplaying of symptoms, and the reluctance to talk about such open and honest issues about their emotions. There was a large study done in Canada eh, um, that found five had 541 respondents. I also, I always want to make sure everybody knows like how many people were in the surveys because uh, Listen, it's not like when I tell you this, it's the world agrees with this. This is a survey of 500 people. But one third of people admitted to holding a stigmatized belief about mental health issues in men specifically. Among this group, people were more likely to say that they would not vote for a politician if they knew he had a depressive disorder. They also were more likely to say that men with depression were dangerous and could snap at any moment. But among the 360 respondents who were male, the majority of them, 85% said that they had experienced depression or suicidal ideation in their lifetime. So we have individuals who are saying, I hold stigmas against people with depression. I think they're bad. I think they could snap. I think that they shouldn't um, have any power of any sort, Um, even though they're men, right? Even though the men have most of the power, if for any moment they show a weakness, a sadness, the ability to have emotion or to be affected by something like a fucking life altering accident, how dare you be affected by that and show any sign that you are a human being? And I think we do this a lot of times um, to people, not just men, people in general with mental health conditions uh that study 500 people right yeah two that's two chain reactions it's two chain reactions chain reaction oh, oh, what do you I think thought, that, uh, well, i thought chain was 350 no two, oh, way google says 240 oh, the fire okay. department would murder you if you oh, had that many okay. people in chain reaction My maybe the God. observatory no the observatory is at least a thousand people yeah maybe you're right yeah, yeah. at this, least yeah, not even the smaller one you're right both great venues but the wayfair that's probably like 150 Maybe 200. That show up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we're here. Okay, so Kent, what do we do to get the word out about mental health? Like, what are these, where can people go and feel safe about discussing mental health, whether it be among men or among women or all genders or, you know, whether it be because of a, a traumatic event or because of your genetics? How do we talk to people and make them feel safe? How do you feel? What, what makes you feel safe? Um, I, you know, I just talk about my story and, uh, that's, I think that's the best way to show people that, you know, just because you have a a mental illness doesn't mean you're, you know, uh, 
the kind of how mental illness is portrayed in you know movies and media. TV, uh, and, you know, like a the crazy psychotic killer or whatnot or the uncle who has mental health issues and can't hold a job and can't have a relationship and can't like it's just this awful fucking like constant portrayal of lack of like you have a mental health condition and you are immediately placed on the lower rung yeah yeah and i mean there's definitely you know um those things are in media because well, stereotypes are stereotypes because yeah. they happen, but, yeah. but, you, but we um, expand on them in right. the media. Right. We make tropes of them yeah. in the media. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I mean, I just like to talk about, you know, my experience and show people that, you know, I'm not crazy, you know, I'm not as a crazy guy. Right. Um, Just because you have these ups and downs doesn't yeah. mean you're going to lose it at any moment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. on the edge of n- insanity right. and the precipice of greatness yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. guess just talking, I mean, I mean, I guess it could be way with your therapist. I think maybe. Yeah. We're yeah. always a big proponent, official uh, sponsor. Official sponsor, therapist. But then yeah. it sounds like, you know, getting like in your type of AA circles with your type of people just right. talking with yeah. people. What do you mean have, your type of people? Yeah, your type of people. <laughs> I'm not diagnosed yet. What do you mean your people? Yeah. Crazy um, people. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, support groups are yeah. great. Um, there's the Depression Bipolar Support Alliance um, in, here in Orange County. Um, they have meetings, uh, support group meetings every night um at seven uh on zoom wow um, well that's gonna be done for it'll be over as i'm sure soon once covid stuff gets lifted we'll there's also a lot of online resources a lot of people say that they feel more comfortable especially since the pandemic talking online talking in zoom to bring it back to the statistic of the day uh, the increase of the number of Americans who suffer now from a debilitating mental health condition prior to the pandemic, it went up, you said, 4.2? I think he changed it to 42. Oh, no, I think he changed Not it to four. 55. Oh, what was right. your final oh, number? Right. 50, 55. 55. And you, you were at 100? I said 100. It's eight, eight times. Wow, you, you should have said your 4%. Uh, eight, I know. Times, <laughs> eight times, D. eight times. Uh, eight times is a lot, Or though. is that yeah. 800%? It's eight times. That's 800%. So yeah. I was closer. So you were closer. Yeah. yeah, it's not 8%. No, I said how many times more likely. But you then you told us how many, what's the percent? Well, that's, that's how you phrase eight it. Per, like eight times the amount of people now suffer from a more, okay. more people suffer from that. Eight times, man. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, it makes sense. Prior to the pandemic. Oh, fuck yeah. And people are actually saying that they would much rather do online therapy, including men. More men actually feel comfortable doing online therapy than in-person therapy. Yeah. Uh, and that might just be because it's difficult to walk into a building and walk into a room and walk mm. into an office where you can do online therapy anywhere and no one has to know that you were there. Right. Um, and I, Except the FBI and the CIA. Yeah. And the Dude, NSA. they know. Yeah, they Those know. Fuckers. They know everything. Uh, yeah. The National Institute for Mental Health has a great website, nimh.org. Um, and, or, and, and, excuse me, nimh.org. NIH.gov, um, the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, or the ADAA.org, um, can also list 
so many resources in your area. You can also go to talks. Wait, say that one again. ADAA? Uh-huh. It's not the American Dodgeball Association of America. (laughs) Might be. From Dodgeball, the ADD. Well, this is .org, so maybe .com is something else. I don't know. You're not saying Dodgeball doesn't raise money? Uh, It might. Talkspace.com and BetterHealth.com are places that you can go online for resources for mental health. And the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 for anyone who needs help. Like we were saying earlier, it's so difficult to ask for help from people that you know. Like, I don't know why that is. I don't have any sort of scientific reasoning behind why that's the fact. But I have really bad anxiety. ADAA. It's the National Dodgeball Association of America. I don't know what to tell you. It's also the Anxiety and Depression Association. Well, Dodgeball got a copyright. <laughs> They're going to be in trouble like soon. I don't know. Um, I have really horrible anxiety and I hate talking about it with people that I know. I can't fucking Mm. stand it. Like I cannot, I cannot stand explaining what it feels like to think everyone you love is dead. Like I can't explain it to people and have them be like, no, really? Like, cause you know, they're not right. And I'm like, of course I do. Right. Of course I know that. But that doesn't mean the little monster in my brain doesn't tell me that because you don't answer the phone, you're dead. Like, that's just immediately how it works. I would rather talk to a therapist who's like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Sure. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about why that works. So for you, when you get, do you talk to your therapist weekly? Is this like a... Not anymore. Good for you. Yeah. It's hard to to let go sometimes, though. Yeah. Um, When I first started, (laughs) so... I was going through my insurance for therapy. Fuck insurance. But also I love my insurance because Um, I go to therapy because of my insurance. Yeah. So I was seeing these therapists and was just not getting anything out of it. And finally, you know, I just stopped going here. Right. Um, And I'm like, yeah. It's hard to tell your story over and over again and feel like you get nowhere. And it's got to just feel like I'm just done. I'm done telling this story. Yeah, well, I mean, because I just stopped going. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not going to see her anymore. This is a waste of time. And um, I'm like, I'll just do it on my own. Uh, <laughs> you know. And Nut up. It just got to the point, you know, I got to the point again of ideation. And uh, I was like, all right, I need to go. When was this? Uh, five years ago. Um And I was like, all right, well, I need to find a therapist that is going to work with me and, um, you know, be a good connection. Mm -hmm. So I had to, um, I went to three different therapists and just interviewed them. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly Um, what you do. Yeah. And kind of like, all right, I'm crazy. Here's me. How are you going to help me? <laughs> Here's uh, my party platter of craziness. Yeah. What sort of utensils do you have that you're going to use to yeah. pick up my crazy? Like, yeah. We got crab legs. <laughs> we got oysters. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rocky, Mo- Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> we got yeah. Rocky Mountain oysters. We got regular oysters. What you got? You got a crab craw- cracker? What do you got? Yeah. So, um, I went to three different ones and um, at the same time. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so dirty. Wow. <laughs> did they? Did you use protection? Actually, one of them uh, 
I knew pretty much almost, you know, five minutes in, not even. I was like, yeah, this is not going to work. It's not going to work out. No. Nice to meet you. I got to go. Yeah. Um, But she was wearing like, so a lot of plastic surgery, fake tits. um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. uh, Yeah. 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 But um, fake tits and low cut shirt oh pretty you know a low a lower cut skirt mildly inappropriate as far as a therapist is concerned okay and (laughs) i'm like all right well you know i'm just gonna want to fuck you the whole time exactly yeah i'm like i'm not gonna pay to sit here and be turned on yeah and, and not get help with my mental illness right. which and makes me hornier than normal yeah. i gotta go like i yeah. need somebody old or someone i'm not attracted to yeah you gotta get this shit out of here yeah genius that you have that much self-awareness to not be like i'm gonna go stare at this hot chick right. once a week and not work on well yeah <laughs> it was it's because that it costs so much money so <laughs> don't they all like I was like, well, did you have an, an idea or out of these three, how many were women? How many were men? They're all women. They're all because being a therapist is also another profession that gets looked down on when you're a guy. So it's very much but dominated were, by women. Were you considering having a guy? No. You wanted a woman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've, I had one, I had a psychiatrist, a male psychiatrist. Isn't it interesting that the doctors are typically male and the therapists are typically women? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they uh they man up in school and figure yeah. it out. Fact. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um Yeah, so but then I just had to make the decision the cut back and spending on other crap and shit that doesn't matter. Right. And I just put money into spicy jack chicken quesadillas. Yeah. Yeah, ten thousand dollar. You just get the regular case eat no chicken. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's heartbreaking. It it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. Um, I so I found my therapist that I've been seeing now for five years, um, and she's been <laughs> a lifesaver. <I> say that. <laughs> Uh, literally yeah um multiple times um and yeah it's been it's been great and so you do talk therapy and you do medication so you have a psychiatrist and a therapist and yeah. you have a neurologist yeah that helps you with your seizures and your brain injury yeah yeah do they ever talk to each other uh no okay Love the American healthcare system. Yeah. But you feel like you have found a good team of people that yeah. can get you through your mental health issues. And um, when you feel lost, you have people, you have a team of people you can go to. Yeah. But this was literally yeah. something that you you did by your, no one handed you a list of things. Like you literally sought these people out. You cut back on things so you could afford to go to right. therapy. You say yes to medications whenever you can. I understand not wanting to be on medications, especially fucking Kepra. Christ, especially if you haven't had a seizure in 10 years, like awesome, by the way. Um, I understand not wanting to be on meds, but it also terrifies me as somebody who works in this field to see people who have bipolar disorder come off of their medications because it can just fucking deteriorate rapidly. Um, And and being self-aware is not necessarily a hallmark quality of people who are bipolar, 
But the fact that you can recognize when you're about to be manic and it's almost like you've learned how to edge, like <laughs> instead of edging your orgasm, you're edging Do, uh, your mania. Phrasing. It's, it's literally like kind of an amazing thing that not everyone has a full grasp on. So when you talk to people at the peer to peer sort of NAMI, um, conferences you know do you ever get patient like patient i say patients because that's who i talk to do you ever get people who are bipolar and come up to you and they're like i want to be like you and not be on meds and you're like ah! <laughs> well um, please hold <laughs> yeah I, I we only talk over the phone ah so when was the last time you were at a nami conference um we don't really have that or i don't go to oh you don't go to the in person things you just do peer to peer over the phone yeah so interesting yeah um peer to peer is a class and then peer connector is what i do and that's oh. um the weekly it's a 12 week program and we i talk once a week with a participant and just one participant for that 12 weeks and then yeah. the next 12 so you don't know but get i have i right now i uh, probably about 10. So 10 you're kind of like a sponsor. Yeah. 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 That's what it kind of sounds Does like. it ever yeah. make you feel, cause sometimes when I talk about anxiety, it gives me anxiety. Yeah. Um, this yeah. podcast is getting, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, not, not so much that, but, they can get very um, heavy. Uh -huh. And uh, what yeah. do you do to take care of yourself after a phone call like that? Um, I've just had to go for a walk multiple times, or one time I just had to go out to, I was like, I'm taking myself out to dinner and, <laughs> or something, you know, because it was. Treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. And it was really, it was a really. Um, tough conversation mm -hmm. um and uh but yeah i mean uh, this program is really helpful and it's you know it's only unfortunately for <laughs> people that live um in orange county mm. um but uh you know hopefully there's a lot of uh, a lot more peer support programs popping up because um, also right now we have a contract from FEMA that's well I think it ends on Tuesday or okay. something <laughs> today's the first so. or it ends on the sixth okay um, so uh, and it's essentially the same program uh, but through zoom uh. And so, um, you know, I'll find uh, resources and whatnot uh, and, you know, provide them to the participant and then they, you know, they have it and, you know, they can use it whenever. Um, and then. Uh, so you're a lifesaver, too. I guess. You are. <laughs> No, you really are. Doing the Lord's work, buddy. I don't yeah. think you understand how many people you've probably I mean, helped. If, if back in the day when you were going through some shit if, and you could make a phone call and hear oh, yeah. a, I, a Kent Angular line, would, it'd be nice, right? Change your life. Yeah, I wish that it this 
program existed. existed. Back then. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. Um, well, yeah. everyone out there that's maybe dealing with some shit, just look at NAMI. They're a great yeah organization yep. doing some good things. And I, I, I never even thought about the the parallels between them and me neither. Not until it's, this, it's, not until this conversation. Because I mean, that's where our family. We know mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes back with all of our family members. Yeah. We know a like the back of our hand. Yeah, yeah. And, whether we want to. Or and not. everything you're saying, like, oh, that's an A. Oh, that's an A. That's yeah, a, yeah. It's so. a sponsor. You guys have yeah. a big book. Is there, no. Is there, okay. no. no. Unfortunately, what are they probably the, with the big medical uh, DSM. He's a DSM. Yeah, that's your yeah, big book. probably your big that's book. Your big book. The, uh, yeah. There's too many things well, going on for them to. There's to no. Have uh, they haven't added Never Nude yet into. Uh, <laughs> I bet the you DSM. Though, I bet you though, if people and they don't have to have an addiction, but are going through some they stuff, won't. <laughs> could read the big book and pull some stuff out of that. It's got some good stuff, you know, yeah. of the you know yeah. higher the higher power and stuff i don't know depends big proponent of that yeah i am i think uh i think the thing that i'm the most um i'm the biggest proponent of is the 69 game i was gonna say are you your big point of 69 it's uh it's one of my favorite things ever yeah (laughs) let's do it and i want you to play kent i am going to ask you as many questions as possible in 69 seconds. Hell yeah. You can say yes, no, or answer the question, and you will get a point. There's no right or wrong, okay? Hear me. Okay. You can skip, too. So if you feel like you don't have an answer, just say skip, because we'll move on to the next one. I'm like rapid fire. I don't even hear the words that are coming out of my mouth most of the times. I just ask the questions, and he keeps score. iPod shuffle, baby. An iPod shuffle is basically what we're about to do. Kent, are you ready to 69? Uh, All right. Finish this line. Yippee-ki-yay. Motherfucker. Favorite season? Uh, The winter. Lake or ocean? Ocean. Front or back? Back. Horror or comedy? What? What ice cream do you get from the ice cream man? Um, Rocky Road. What are you thankful for? Um, jizz. Person you text the most? Uh, my dad. Have you ever used online dating? Yes. Top or bottom? Uh, bottom. Have you ever been to a concert? Yes. Last show you watched? Uh, NYPD Blue. Captions on or off? Off. Thing you're most proud of? Um, pass. Call or text? Call. How old were you when you got your first French kiss? Um, uh, 12. How old were you when you lost your virginity? 16. Who's your team? Uh, Bears. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yes. Who's your best friend? Um, pass. First job? Uh, movie theater. Windows up or down? Uh, down. Lake or ocean? Ocean. Biggest insecurity? Um, my weight. Can you drive stick shift? No. Favorite animal? Uh, a lion. Favorite plant? Um, pass. Do you have a name for your genitals? Um... No. Do you watch porn? Yes. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, no. Do you match? Okay. As it, as it. okay. Uh, I gave you a little extra on the last one, the ghost one. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Pretty good. Anybody who gets up into the twenty, like twenty-four to like thirty range, they're above average. Yeah. We've got some people in the thirties. We've got someone who's close to forty. I actually had to like thirty-six. I think yeah. thirty-seven or thirty-eight. I think she did really, but. To be fair, she listens to every episode front to back, and she, Kim was talking about you, baby girl, and she knows all the questions. Yeah. So she came in fucking ready. Oh, sorry. Like, yeah. And that's the 69 game. There sorry. you go. All right. Man, it was a heavy episode because mental health is heavy. It's a heavy thing to carry. 
it's a heavy thing to talk about. It's a heavy thing to, to deal with on a daily basis for anyone who suffers from a mental health condition or anyone who lives with one. Um, know that we hear you. We're out here. We know and, and, and we got your back. Know that you are not alone ever. There's more people who have mental health conditions than there are not. As a matter of fact, because of the pandemic, they actually say that if you do not suffer from a mental health condition, you are in the minority. Um, I feel like if you don't have one, you do have one. If you don't have one, you're probably in denial about not having <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Um, it's it's a uh, it's something that we can always begin the conversation on. Uh, we need to make safe spaces for both men and women to express their emotions and express the need uh, for talking and for being with other people who experience what you experience and for suffering with people who suffer with you and for not being alone in those moments when you feel like the world's crashing in and, and you don't have a place to turn. There's always somewhere to go and someone to talk to. You are not alone. Do you want to promote anything like your amazing fucking photography? Oh, yeah. I guess, um, yeah. So I have a photography website and it is kbphotoco.com. Um, you see a lot of my landscape and uh, animal favorite thing to photograph um mountains you do a lot of beaches yeah okay you ever been to Yosemite um, not as an adult you should go and you should photograph the fuck out of it yeah no I know that's what the uh Friar Falls yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I have yeah. half dome down at the bottom of my stairs, and I took the picture at the bottom of the oh, stairs. So awesome. when you go past it, yeah. tell me what you think. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to promote, Nami? Um, yeah, check out Nami. Um, Nami OC, Orange County. Do you know um, if they're having anything coming up soon? Any events? Any walks? Anything unfortunately, like that? we're not. Well, so we're recording today, May first. Um, You're not and, supposed to expose the date. Uh, we're not recording uh, <laughs> on today. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so May is the Mental Health Awareness Month. Right? Um, yeah, it is. So we have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there's a we have a bunch of um, lectures. I guess knowledge, mm-hmm. they're called knowledge forums. Um, Online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where would they find that? Um, you find that at namioc.org. And um, if That's you go to... N-A-M-I. So N yeah. as in Nancy, A as in Apple, M as in Mary, I as in Igloo, dot... No. O-C. No, it's... Not NAMI OC. OC. Straight up. Yeah. Dot org. Okay. So yeah. NAMI Orange County. NAMI but I'm OC. sure NAMI.org will take you somewhere too, though. Like, yeah, that's the national, that's yeah. a national site. Yeah. And then so, you can de- you can delineate where yeah, you're then, you know, find you know, things. Because we have people all over the globe. By right. the way, we have people from from Singapore that listen. We have people from um, England that listen. Shout out, cousins. We have people in Texas, people in Illinois, people in Kansas, people in Washington State. So it's good that they can know that if they go to just NAMI.org, they can find chapters in their area that right. also have other knowledge forums and peer-to-peer individuals that they can reach out to should they need to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you go to NAMI.org, um, you know, you'll find a whole bunch of uh, information about NAMI, about um, their programs, and also they have resources and information on mental illnesses, um, 
and things like that. Uh, you had something else I wanted to say. I can't remember. That's okay. I'm going to promote the National Suicide Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. And you can also text a number. Do you know the text? Uh, it's if you text the word or the numbers, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, 513-6969-SEX. Oh, that's me. That's we my phone number. number. Guys. <laughs> if you guys got problems, call that suicide number first. Let's call the first number. We're not going to, yeah, we're no. not going to. We're not going to help you with that. But, but we can talk to you about please, sex. Please anytime. call us. Please call us. Um, if mail. you want to text the word hello to 741-741, someone will text you back. Love that. Me too. Right? Someone's always there to help. Uh, this is... I know it sometimes feels overwhelming and like there is no one and no one who could possibly understand you, but I understand you. I understand everything you said completely and wholly. And you probably understand the people that you help on a peer-to-peer basis. And yeah. there are human beings who don't understand, but you can find the ones that do after you interview them like a good therapist, right? Yeah. Exactly. Therapy is awesome. Um, getting help is awesome. And being self-aware is awesome. And Kent, you are one of the most self-aware motherfuckers I think I have ever met in my life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> very self-aware. <laughs> Please make sure you follow us on Instagram. What's I, your position podcast? Uh, Ugh. Email I, us if you want. Email Kent if you want. Tell him how awesome he is. Uh, one thing about therapy um, that I just thought about this a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, when I was trying to get out of the bad therapists, um, and then I realized, you know, um, I need to get out. Uh, it's I kind of um, I made the analogy of you're going to a barber or a salon mm-hmm. and you're getting a haircut for you know f- five years or whatever, and it's okay or it's kind of shitty. Yeah. But you don't want to hurt the person's feelings. Right, right. Because they've cut your hair for so yeah. long. And how but, could you, you leave know, them? And yeah. 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 But you're walking around with a shitty ass haircut. <laughs> you look like an idiot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you're not, um, you know, but. You're not your best self. It's time to go and see another, you know. And actually, my therapist says that about every three or four years, she usually fires her clients mm-hmm. because they get too comfortable. Yeah. And, and someone else needs to help you in a different portion of your life and help you move on in a different yeah. way. And you may actually have to interview more people at some point. But right now, I'm grateful that you have a team of people that can help you. And I'm grateful that you're part of a team for other people to help because you are extremely relatable and your story is beautiful. And it's really scary and it's really awe-inspiring and I'm beyond grateful that you shared it with me so thank you so much for coming on my show yeah well thank you very much for having me I know this was um, this was great it was a long time coming yeah yeah we'll have, we'll have you back absolutely yeah, we'll awesome. talk about something like sexy and dirty and awful yeah <laughs> listen to sad Thursday songs, yeah. yeah. songs in the background yeah <laughs> Thank you, Kent, for coming. The rest of my humans, please remember to stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. 
The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of error. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.